across the UK, online and on DAB. Access all radios. Talk radio. Give it some lift. Talk radio. Evening, evening all. This is Ian Lee back after, uh, well, what a what a, a couple of days it has been, dear listener. I'll tell you what was going on yesterday. Uh, if Oh, nuts, I've just closed the play uh, the page with the phone number on. There it is. Uh, 0844-499-1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. We're talking about kind of anything, really. Talk to you after the news. Cheers. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. There's a voice that keeps on calling me down the road. It's where I'll always be. Every stop I make, I make a new friend. Can't stay for long, just turn around and I'm gone. Until tomorrow, I'll just keep moving. There's a voice that keeps on calling me down the road. It's where I'll always be. Every stop I make, I make a new friend. Can't stay for long, just turn around and I'm gone again. Until tomorrow, I'll just keep moving on Down this road that never seems to end When new adventure lies just around the bend So if you want to join me for a while Just grab your hat, come travel like that's old style Maybe tomorrow, I want to settle down Until tomorrow, the whole world is my home A double whammy of um, <clears throat> Littlest Hobo there, because I um, I hit the button on the computer. 
Oh, I'm all out of breath. I'm feeling all fat because all I've done all day is eat um, is eat utter utter crap from a service station. So that's and uh, that's what I'm doing. So, anyway, welcome uh, Friday. I've got literally nothing planned for the show tonight. Literally nothing. And we have the newspapers here. I've not looked through them, but we can go through those a little bit later on. So it's kind of dependent, dear listener, on you guys um, calling in oh eight four four. Four nine nine one thousand. Thank you to Jake Yap for filling in yesterday when I was otherwise uh, uh, indisposed. I'll tell you what was happening yesterday a little bit, if you want. Morning, Alan. Morning. How's it going, boss? Not bad. How's your mum doing? Uh, she's feeling a lot better. She's started walking now. Boom. So she should be out of school sometime next week. Excellent news. Good work. Well done. Thank you. What you got for us, boss? I'm wondering if we can play some more Hopkins Bingo. Well, no, we can't because she's not on tonight. Well, who's on tonight? Um, uh, I don't want to say because the other person that's on is good. Um, is it uh, George Galloway? Y- but yes, let's say it's George Galloway. Yes, why the hell not? No, it's not. But there's no, no there, um, there's someone decent on. So um, there's no, there's no Hopkins bingo this evening. Because that was good, that one. I loved, that was my highlight of the week. It was... Well, I'm, I'm glad your highlight of the week was listening to this re- radio station talking about what was on another radio station. I don't... I, I think... I think that's a compliment, but I'm not 100% sure. Uh, for, for tonight, Alan, honestly, I am sat here with a blank... And it's got writing on the other side, but not for me. A blank sheet of paper, and... Um, and and that's it. I've not looked. Through. I was watching a film before I came on. What film? I was watching Foxcatcher. Never seen it. Well, it's because uh, I, I talked about this the other week. I saw the documentary the other week about um, John Dupont, who's a multi-billionaire and he sponsors like wrestling in America, and then he shot yeah. someone. And then I found out there was a film starring the excellent. I'm gonna say it. The excellent Steve Carell. He's very funny, he is. He is not only funny. Have you seen the film he did called Someone to Share the End of the World with? No. Oh, mate, it's brilliant, right? The world's going to end in about a month. And his wife walks out on him. And he's all on his own. And he has to... He, he's, and, he, and he finds his girl and they fall in love, is, is, is basically. But enough, a good film. Yeah. I'm sure one of his early works. Yeah. I think it was Evan Almighty. What? Ed, Ed the Duck? No, Evan. The sequel to Bruce Almighty. Oh, I didn't see that. I, do, I, I saw Bruce Almighty. I saw it on a pirate disc, if I'm completely honest. I bought it from a young gentleman to a car boot sale years ago. And I didn't... I thought that was a bit... Rub- I thought the Christian message was a little bit too strong. But, uh, and they were just repeating it in that film. With yeah. The story of I mean, he's made some dud films, but I've made some dud radio shows, and yet I'm still the best broadcaster in this country, I- if not the world. Hang on, Hello? I can feel a topic coming on. Go on, go on, go on, what you got? What you got, Alan? Convert it, convert it. Convert what I just said into a phone-in. Who's your best actor in a done film? Oh, Alan Caddick, flip it. I mean, mate, that is borderline genius. Who's the best actor in a dumb film? No, dud. Best, who's the, who's the dud actor? No, best actor. Who's the best actor in a dud film? Yeah. Okay, beautiful, beautiful. All right, well, um, um... Um, well, I mean, you could say Robert De Niro from 1992 onwards. Yeah, I was thinking Steve Guttenberg in Cocoon. Well, no, but hang on a minute. Steve, uh, I like Steve, right? But he's not the yeah, yeah, Steve, Steve Guttenberg. Kind of but yeah, exactly. But, but A, Cocoon is actually a really good film, and Steve Guttenberg isn't the greatest actor in the world. 
I was tripping it because he was brilliant in Police Academy 1 to 4. <laughs> oh, eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. by the way, guys. Remember, we'll call you back. Uh, we will call you back. OK, how about there was a, an Adam Sandler film in which he played a, a man and a woman, right? It was one of the worst... And I like Adam Sandler. Happy Gilmore is, is my go-to film if I'm feeling lousy, right? Um, but yeah. it was a it was a low rent Adam Sandler film, and that's saying something. And Al Pacino was in it as guess who he was playing? Who was he playing? Al Pacino. So that as himself, as himself, yeah. So that is possibly um, a bit like Stan Lee in the Marvel films. Well, <laughs> yeah, your your brain really fires off in odd ways, Alan. It, it, it's a confusing um, machine, your brain. But but yes, a bit like Stanley in the Marvel films. Oh no, that's weird. Yeah. Oh, and also, oh, we missed the fall guy last night. Well, we'll get all of it. We'll get. Listen, I'll tell you what was going on in a little bit. I was. It was. It was. Um, What's coming up? Was it what? What's coming up? I don't know. I don't, honestly, I've got nothing. I've got nothing. We, well, all we've well, got we need is... an explanation from yesterday. We'll give you... Why a, you weren't here. Well, you don't... Well, you may need one. You don't necessarily deserve one. But you'll get one. You'll get one. Because it all turned out all right in the end. Uh, you'll get one after the after the break. But so far, what we've got is... Who's the best actor in a dud film? Um, yeah. And that's it. And it's kind of... It's quite... Um, I should say it's quite exciting going into a show with nothing. I'm so tired, Alan. I'm not really feeling anything. You know, I'm just... You know, we're, we're, we've got another two hours and 49 minutes to go. Let's... Well, why not ask Kath to give a topic? Well, I'll ask her a bit later on. Yeah, she's out there taking... Fielding the phone calls as they, they come... Pouring well, forth. Well, I get Ed to do it. What? Well, I get Ed to do it. He's gone off for a poo. He's gone for Donald Trump. There we go. Yes, exactly. That's exactly what he's gone for. Yes, yes. So, um, I say the phone calls. There are no phone calls coming in. It could be, you know, Fridays are always... It's funny, because last week I was thinking, right, Fridays are tough, because we're actually up against someone who's decent, right? There's actually there's good competition. And so what I need to do from Fridays from now on is go in, pack with topics, we'll have a guest lined up, all of this stuff. And today I've got nothing. You still need to find me a girlfriend. To touch your willy? No, to go out for dinner. Because you said you were going to find me a girlfriend. Yeah, it's, that's a tough, um... That's a tough one, mate. Well, let's find it open as a general topic. OK, so you're going to want someone... I'm jotting all this down to touch... No, to go out for dinner. Caddix. Willy. OK, well, it's it's on the list. Okay. We'll see. What do you what 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 do you like in a woman? What would you what 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 should she be interested in? Good humor. Good sense of humor. That doesn't mean anything. Is there, okay? is there anybody? Is there well, anybody I'm... who says, "Oh, do you know what? I've got I haven't got a, I've got a really bad sense of humor." BSOH. Does anyone say that? No. Everyone thinks their sense of humor is good and the other people's are bad. So what well, do you what do you find funny? No, well, I like good comedies. Well, again, that doesn't... Alan, that doesn't mean anything. No, I mean, someone who's into the same films as me. OK, for, which are? For, oh, wait, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand, by the way, if this is making you moist. Um, what what films, Alan, what funny films would you like um, to have uh, with this... to watch with this lady? The Police Academy series. Okay, <laughs> so so you could, it could be said, Alan, you have a bad sense of humour. 
Well, I, I feel like I'm either Tuckerberry or Jones. The first, the first Police Academy film, and I remember them showing the unedited version on ITV in the late 80s, early 90s, on a Saturday night. The first Police Academy film is actually really, really racist. Oh, my God, you wouldn't get to say that nowadays. It's got, there's a, there's a scene, right? Because there's two, like, bad guys in there, training to be police, yep. th- right, police officers, right? And they see, and I can't remember the young black lady, um, can't remember. Hooks. That, that's it, Hooks. Hooks! They see her training, right? And one of them turns to the other and says, man, there sure are a lot of N-words here, aren't there? Yeah, and, and then they see Hightower. Then they see Hightower, yeah, and they go... Which is a good thing. <laughs> it's, actually quite, it's actually quite a funny. It's actually quite a funny joke. Yeah, and then no, there's, then there's, then I believe she gets called um, a chickaboo at one point. It's all in the police academy film. And there are a few more racist gags in there. But you know, it's it's um, uh, yeah, actually that's, that's that's a funny gag, which is okay. a good thing. My favourite moment was when Mahoney had the lady under the podium, and coming out of the side was giving a speech, <laughs> and she unzipped him. She uh, she did what to him? Unzipped him. She unzipped him. Yes, he's um, he's he's giving a speech, and there is a, um, uh, a a prostitute has been paid to perform oral delights on him whilst he's um, addressing. He's actually he's it's actually the first police academy film is brilliant. It's very yeah, no. it's very very funny and very the very rude. One, in my opinion, the worst one was number five. No, 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 the five was bad. Seven, I did all of them in one day. Seven is the worst. Five is the second worst. Six, I think, is he, is either the second or the third best. What about number four? Four, I think, is a return to form after a, 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 a pack. Which one's four? Citizens on Patrol. No, that's the one where they, they go skateboarding, isn't it? Yeah, that's Yeah, no, that's got um, Dana Carvey in. That's the, I think that's the... Uh, fifth worst one. Jeez. My favourite one album is number three when they're back in training. Yeah, go back and go back in training. I went, that's the one I went to see at the pictures, I think. Anyway, Alan, listen, we see, look, we filled 15 minutes talking about, talking about racism in the 80s. Police, police Academy. Police Academy, your penis. And best actors in dumb films. So that's not a bad start to a show, is it, mate? I think we've got the show lined up. Alan, thank you very much indeed. If you want to take part, it's very simple. Um, it literally is as simple as that. Nothing planned at all. 0844 499 1000. Is there a um, specific time I have to do this? Is there a, this one? Okay, brilliant. we got live reads, which is good. It means that we're getting business, which is good, which is, means the station's on the up. So give me some of that. Give me some of that. Give me some of that. 0844 499 1000. So... Where I was yesterday, and I will tell you this because I uh, feel I can share this with you. Um, and uh, yesterday, we'll stay there, Mike. I'll come to you in a second. Now is an excellent time to call in, by the way, 0844-499-1000. So uh, those of you who are paying very close attention, I think, did I, I don't know if I mentioned it on air. I know I mentioned it on Periscope. I might have mentioned it on air. On Wednesday's show, about midnight, uh, there was a phone call that I thought was from my mum. And... Um, I ignored it because she lives in a care home and she gets very, very confused. And I thought that she, she does this thing sometimes where she phones me late at night just to say, where am I? Come and pick me up and all this stuff. And I thought, uh, uh, well, like, hey, I can't do it because I can't talk to her because I'm doing the show. And I'll 
sort it out the next day. And I didn't listen to the message that was left. So I went home, as you do. And then I woke up the next day, quite early. What time did I um, wake up? About 10, which is early-ish for me. And uh, I turned my phone on and I had a couple of messages and I had uh, an email, some emails. And I checked all my emails. And there was one email from the care home that my mother uh, lives in saying, um, we tried to call you last night. Your mother was taken very ill. And we, she's gone to hospital. She's in uh, this hospital, and um, we don't know what's going on. So I phoned up the hospital, and they wouldn't tell me what was going on. It's a very annoying woman. said, well, I can't, I, can't, I can't tell you. The person who's, who's, who would be able to tell you isn't here. I said, okay, I'll wait. She says, well, I don't. So anyway, I drove to the hospital, and I got there, and I found Mum. And she was there, and she was kind of looking fine. And oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. by the way, if anyone wants to call him. And I uh, said to the nurse, I said, right, what, what happened last night? She said, well, I can't. I, I, I can't really tell you. I said, well, no, you can. I'm her son. I have power of attorney. She says, well, I'll, I'll, tell, I'll tell you later. I said, well, no, why don't you? I, I know what. Why don't you tell me what happened last night? Because all I know is I've woken up to an email saying my mum's in hospital. I've got literally no idea what's happened. Did she fall? Was she sick? Blah, blah, blah. And then my sister phoned from you. It's very confusing, OK? And then my sister phoned from New Zealand and she said, your sister's from New Zealand, why don't you talk to her? I said, well, why don't you tell me what happened so I can tell my sister what happened and then we can decide whether or not we should be worrying or not. And this woman, this nurse, and I'll be honest, she was the only ass that I met. Everyone else was excellent. This woman was, was just such an ass. She said, I, I'm not going to tell you what happened. I was like, well, we had a bit of an argument. And in the end, she said, right, there's, there's, there's a blockage, there's a b- potential obstruction. I said, right, that doesn't mean anything, but okay, something. Anyway, so, and mum was there and she was fine and she looked quite pale and she was a bit out of it, and, but she was fine and she's, you know, she looks pale and out of it most of the time anyway. And, um, they kept, and I was, so this was from about 11 o'clock in the morning and they kept coming and checking her blood pressure and saying, oh, her blood pressure's really, uh, really not great. It's very, very low, but we're not that worried about it. And um, it, then it turned out that what happened is she'd thrown up at the care home and they, she'd had a pain in her stomach and they had phoned an ambulance and she'd gone in and stuff like that. She kept, oh, I've got a pain in my stomach. And they were going to give her a, a CT scan where they go in the tube and do all of this stuff. And um, But they couldn't do it until she was well enough. And she was she was kind of in a bit of pain and stuff. And then uh, a doctor came around and said, oh, she's got a urine infection. Which, if you've, if you've ever seen some of the urine infection, it's nuts, man. It's nuts. They hallucinate. They talk nonsense. It's the weirdest, weirdest thing. He said, she's got a, 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 a urine infection. It'll be fine. I said, well, what about she's complaining about a pain in the stomach? Okay, well, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get a small portable scanner to come have a look, but I don't think it's anything. Okay, and then they got this small portable scanner to come have a look. And then as they would, after they did that, then one of the um, doctors, this was like now about three o'clock in the afternoon. I was thinking, I'm going to go soon because she's fine. I, a little bit, she's, you know, the home overreacted. Four o'clock in the afternoon. One of the doctors said, can I have a word with you, Mr. Lee? Um, you have power of attorney over your mother's health. Now, if your mother were to go onto a ventilator, we need to discuss what the plan of action would be. I went, what? He said, if your mother were to go onto a ventilator, we need to discuss what the plan of action would be. I said, are you asking me, if she dies, do, you, do I want you to resuscitate her? He said, yes. And I did, again, I didn't think anything of it. I was just thinking, all right, that's a question that, that they have to ask. And, uh, we, you know, I discussed this with my mum and we, I gave 
the answer. And I said, but of course, we won't be needing that. And um, then they started talking about that she was going to get moved very quickly to intensive care. I was thinking, well, intensive care sounds... I don't know anything about hospitals, right? Why would you know anything about uh, hospitals? See, intensive care sounds very serious. But maybe that's where people go, because she was in, like, a sort of holding ward. thought, well, maybe that's where people go. And then they go, you know, it's, it's kind of the system they go through. And as she was sort of being prepped for intensive care, another a surgeon came over to me and he said, uh, Mr. Lee, just, you do need to consider what would happen... If your mother were to die, would you want us to resuscitate her? And I'm thinking, this is getting weird, man. And I said, why? In fact, no, I didn't even question him because it was all so weird. I kept, again, I was thinking, oh, they're just asking that because that's what they ask in hospitals, you know, because of all the Liverpool care pathway and all of these controversies and, you know, do not resuscitate. They're just asking. And I said, OK, well, I've, I know what our decision would be in that situation. And then a, a nurse came, or a doctor. I can never tell the difference between a nurse, a doctor, and a surgeon. And they said, right, your mum is going to intensive care now. We will take you there. We'll show you where she is, but you won't be able to sit with her for a bit because we need to put a, a, a line into her neck so that we can start getting medicine into her really quickly. And I was going, right, I'm really sorry. Look, I'm supposed to um, go to work in a few hours. Should I cancel it? And she said, well, I can't tell you what to do, but your mum is going to intensive care. Do you know how serious that is? And then it kind of sunk in. I thought, oh, balls. This is actually, this is, and it was weird because she was kind of fine. She, I mean, she, yes, she'd had a shed load of morphine. And uh, boy, did I uh, uh, enviously look at that um, syringe being popped into her mouth. It's got a metallic taste. Um, And... So, I've, so I found up, I found up the boss. I found up the boss about quarter to six, and I said, "I'm really sorry. I hate to do this at such short notice. I've never done this before. I can't come in tonight. I can't come in tonight. I'm, you know, is that cool?" He went, "Yeah, that's fine." And I found up Kath. I said, "Kath, look, I can't really talk, but I can't come in tonight. Uh, I'll speak to you later." So then we went. This was now about six o'clock, and we went to intensive care, and it was all weird. And they said, "Right, this is we'll come and get you in twenty minutes." Right, an hour and a half later, hour and a quarter later, they still hadn't come. And so I, I thought, well, I'll go in and have a little look. And you've got a buzz to get into intensive care. Uh, 0844-499-1000, by the way, if you want to call Mike, I'll come to you in a minute. Um, and they said, oh, yeah, you can come in. And she was in there and she looked absolutely horrible, man. She had, like, loads of tubes going into her neck. And she had drips on each arm. And she was all bruised because her veins, you can't really find her veins. So they've been trying to, and she has bruises all over her hand and her arms and stuff. And she had the oxygen tube up her nose. I was thinking, but she was, she's fine. And I sat with her for a little bit. And um, then, what then what happened? Then how did it transpire? Oh, then I went out to get a drink or something. And a doctor came out, this female doctor. And she said, um, Ian, Mr. Lee, can I have a word with you? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She says, I want to fill you in what's going on. Let's go into this side room. And I thought, oh, f- flipping heck the side room the side room is you don't go into the side room in a hospital to be told good news you never get the last time i've been into a side room was in a hospice with the doctor telling me that my dad you know might have hours right we're in the side room and i'm still it's still not sinking in that this is this is could be quite serious right because she looked fine she looked fine 
And um, the doctor started talking, and I was kind of joking with her, and she's saying, well, we found these um, something column cultures in her blood. I went, oh, the, the old column cultures in the blood, eh? Blimey. She went, well, yeah, it's actually, it's, that's quite bad. And she was telling us what was going on and saying, well, she's, we've, we've done this blood test and we've done this blood test um, and we think she's got sepsis. Uh, and, I was, and I thought, right, because they'd mentioned septicemia before and I'd looked up septicemia and septicemia is bad. It's like toxic poisoning of the body. And then I saw it like a little thing that said the septicemia can lead to sepsis. But that was all I knew about. I didn't know what sepsis was. I went, right. And then she said something else. I said, right, just go back to the sepsis bit. How, how bad is that? She went, right, well, it's very serious. And um, uh, the, the, uh, you, there is a 30% chance your mum is, is going to die if she were physically fit. I'm like, uh, right. But because she's very ill and very weakened with um, multiple sclerosis, that chance is, is greatly increased. And I'm sat there in this room. And I was thinking, and I, no one else was, was around. You know, my sister obviously lives miles away. And everyone else was out of work. And I'd been there all day. And I was thinking, this is, uh, right, hang on. I said, sorry, are you telling me that my mum is dying? And she went, yes, we are. We might be able to turn it around, but we think that your mum is dying. I was like, uh, <laughs> and I, of course, as you, as you you possibly would do in that situation, uh, I burst into tears. And I was trying to kind of hold it together and, and keep it cool and stuff. And she said, right, we, we, we think in the small scanners detected, we think there is a problem with her kidneys. The kidney level is supposed to be at 80 and hers is at 190, which is bad. Um, so we suspect that the, the, the problem is coming from a kidney, but we don't know what it is. And unless we can turn it around very quickly, you need to start making preparations for the worst. Uh, and I was like... Jesus, all right, fine, okay. Um, thinking, boy, I made the, I made the right decision to not go into work last night. And me feeling guilty about it. It's like, well, I made the right decision. And then she went, and I had a little cry as you do, and I kind of, you know, went and freshened up and um, went and sat with mum. And I was thinking, Jesus, she's gonna die, man. She's gonna die and she still looked fine she still looked fine she was tired and she was out of it and she had a you know a little bit of morphine and she was getting drugs going in and da, 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 da. and this was now around about uh, eight o'clock i think eight o'clock yeah because visiting closed at nine and um and i'm sat there and obviously she doesn't know what's going on i've got power of attorney so they can i said look you know talk to me she won't really understand what's going on so tell me everything's going on and I'm sat there thinking, this is, this is possibly the last time I'm going to look at my mum. You know, she's she's potentially going to die. And um, they were waiting to take her for the full CT scan. And about nine o'clock, ten past nine, they said, right, we're going to take her to the CT scan. You go home. We've got your number. If there's anything happens in the night, we will give you a call. And I was thinking, I'm going to, oh, geez, all right. So she went off and I gave her a kiss and I went home and I, I had a little cry when I got home and I was really tired and I, I tried to play on my Xbox, but it didn't work. It was knackered and I had to phone up Xbox and that was good because it took my mind off stuff. So I'm on the phone to Xbox or, 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 or having an online chat. We got it fixed and I didn't fancy it and I went to bed and then I had a terrible headache and I had my phone on and then my phone rang at half past 12 right at night and it was a withheld number. And in that sleepy state, I was thinking, oh, Jesus, who's this? And I was going to turn it off and I remember what was going on. And so I answered the phone and I said, right, this is the hospital. And I was thinking, oh, my God, my mum is dead, man. Uh, and they said, right, we've done the scan. 
We can see what's going on. It's one of her kidneys has got a stone in it. And it, this is going to be gross, okay, guys? This is going to be gross. And it's blocking the kidney. It can't uh, empty itself. So it's full of um, uh, pus and um, infected urine. And I was going, <laughs> right. And they said, we've just put a call in to a, 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 a urologist, a specialist urologist, who's coming in now to perform an operation on your mum. In the middle of the night, Jeremy Hunt! In the middle of the flipping night, Hunt! And um, we'll do the break in a bit. I'm, I'm, I've got to get this off my chest before we, we, we do the break. Uh, Remy and Mike, stay there. We'll come to you in a second. Um... And these are the options. We're going to do this thing now. And if this doesn't work, what we're going to have to do is we're going to have to move her to another hospital, which is quite a way away, but they will be able to do a different operation, a more invasive operation. Uh, and she kind of was, I don't really remember a lot of what I said because I was, I was kind of out of it. And I was like, okay, okay, fine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Well, I'll be in in the morning. Uh, and I f- fell asleep and I had a terrible headache in the night and I woke up and I couldn't sleep and I was dicking about on Twitter and stuff. And then I fell asleep and I woke up and I went in this morning, right? I phoned up the hospital and they said, no, she's fine. The, the procedure we think was successful. Um, you know, so, so come in. And I went in this morning thinking this is probably the last time, one of the last times I'm going to see my mum, you know. And in my head, I'd, I'd arranged the funeral and I'd phoned up, you know, in my head, I'd contacted all the family members that I don't speak to anymore and told them all this. And, geez, and I wasn't telling my sister any of this because she's in New Zealand. I don't want to worry. And, um, and I got there and she looked like you know crap and she looked exhausted and she was asleep and stuff like that and i was sat there with her and i was still thinking oh God, she's gonna die and then the doctors came around and the doctors they came into the ward and of course i was the last person in the ward they came to they did the long way round. So i was the last person and eventually um so i got there about nine and about half past ten i think it was maybe eleven they came over and I said, right, what's going on? They said, well, we, we, we've, we've put a stent in and it's the, uh, the, the kidney, the, the, the stone is in there. We need to get rid of that at some point, but that's fine. But the, the, all of the, the pus and the stuff has, has kind of come out of the, 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 the kidney and stuff like that. I was like, right. And um, they were kind of saying this in front of my mum. And I said, right, can we go and talk away from my mum? Because I want to ask you a few questions. And said, yeah. I said, is she going to die now? Because yesterday she was like, the doctor said there was a 30% chance she was going to die. And the doctor went, oh, really, 30%? No, 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 the chance of her dying yesterday were much, much higher than that. I don't know why they said 30%. I'm thinking, oh. And he said, but no, it's, we think it's fine now. We think, now that we've worked out where the infection is and we've cleared the blockage, uh, that we're going to kind of just fill in her full of, um, um, uh, uh, what do they, uh, antibiotics. Uh, and that should now... We think the sepsis is gone. I don't really understand the sepsis. We think the sepsis is gone or it will go, uh, and she'll be fine. And I said, is she going to die? They went, no, not now. They fixed my mum. Second time, second time, right? They literally saved her life. How nuts is that? They literally saved her life. She was dying yesterday. Right, she was dying. She was gonna die. Right, and I was thinking, oh, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna tell my sister until I really know that it's the end because I don't want her to panic and. And they fixed her. They fixed her. They saved her life. It's the second time, right? The NHS have literally saved her life. 
And that's kind of that. I tell you, we'll have a break and then we'll kind of pick up. They literally saved her life, man. I'm sorry, but it's a bit... Well, no, it's not a downer. I just, you know, I, I, it's, it's a joyous, wonderful celebration. Yeah, she's in hospital. Yeah, she's really ill. Um, and I spent all day there today. And it was, you know, and I, I, I was reading to her from Danny Baker's book. If you've not read... Um, if you've not read the, the the first one, going to see in a sieve, get that. I was reading that to her, and she was she was laughing, absolutely in hysterics. Um, and they fixed her. So, what's the point of me telling you that? Well, it kind of explains where I was uh, yesterday, and it kind of explains why perhaps my focus is not as as as, as great on the show uh, as perhaps it was. And oh, a book, uh, <laughs> the book I was reading, right? When I'm sitting next to her mum thinking she's going to die. I'm reading, the, I've just read, I finished it, or finished it today, two days, the new Miranda Sawyer book, Out of Time, which is about having midlife crisis. I'm going to ask her to come on the show at some point because the book ties in with loads of themes and, and strands that we've kind of touched on over the past few weeks. We, we've touched on them and she really goes into detail. It's such a good book. It comes out in June. Um, and it's all about, you know, well, it's about midlife crisis, about reaching that middle point in your life and thinking, well, what have I done? What have I got left? And she talks about death maths and working out how much longer you've got to live. And it's a, it's such a good read, right? But there are places where it's quite heavy. And there are places when it's really heavy when you're sat next to someone who you think is, is gonna die. It was an intense read, man, but it was a, it was a, it was a, it was a good read. Anyway, um, uh, so anyway, so the the point of that is, I don't know, we tell the person you really love them, whatever. I don't know. Well, there is no point. The point is it happened, and that was uh, was my day yesterday, and it was flipping horrible. And I've been dying to get that off my chest and kind of offload it. And it's been, um, you know, it's been tough to do that because I didn't want to worry my sister. I've told her about it today when she was fine, which is why I'm telling you on the radio. I wouldn't, you know, if I hadn't told her, I wouldn't be telling you on the radio. Um, but you know, there you go. And I'm not doing it so that you find out, go, oh, I'm really sorry about, to hear about your mum. It's not the point. It's not the point of it at all, you know. And if you do that, then that's a very nice human knee jerk reaction, but that's not the point of it. Uh, the point of it is, um, uh, well, it, it doesn't need to have a point, does it? That's the thing. It doesn't need to have a point. It turns out, and again, this is another thing in, um, Miranda Soy's book. Like, life doesn't have a point necessarily, you know. It doesn't, things happen and people die and, um, there's a brilliant thing in there. <laughs> She's talking to someone about getting buried, right? And being buried and, and having this plot of land that you're buried in. And the woman says, no one's going to remember me in 75 years. And it's true. Even your family is 75 years after you die. No one's going to remember you. No one's going to remember you. You know, your grandkids. Yeah, you know, your grandkids, you'd be a distant kind of memory. I'll tell you what we'll do. I'll wait for four four nine nine one thousand is the phone number. Give us a call. You can call us about anything. It's not going to be a heavy show, man, unless you want it to be a heavy show. But we can, you know, Remy's been waiting, but Mike's been waiting for absolutely ages. Yes, Mike. Evening. I'm pleased your mum's all right. Yeah, thank you, Mike. Cheers, mate. That's good. Well, I don't know. I feel a bit like I'm trivialising now. No, don't, don't. Trivialise, trivialise. That's what this show is, trivialise. Great. I've got the best. It's a two for one on uh, good actors, terrible movies. Yeah, go on. You may have heard of it. Heart Condition with Bob Hoskins and Denzel Washington. Now, but Bob Bob Hoskins made a he, he made a lot of stinkers, didn't he? He did, but he made some classics. There's one. There's a great one. Where he's a boxer. It's in black and white. Late nineties, early nineties. Fantastic movie. But what Heart Condition a is? Trainer. 
The heart, the heart condition. Let me read you the synopsis for heart condition. A buddy comedy between a racist detective, that's Bob Hoskins, <laughs> and a dead lawyer, that's Denzel Washington, who both shared the same prostitute girlfriend. <laughs> oh, man, alive! Mm. That that is um, that is a, a wonder. So it's a buddy comedy about a racist cop and, a, and a, what does Denzel Washington do as a black man? Prior to his death, he was a lawyer. Oh, hang on, so he's dead. Yes. Oh, dead. mate, mate, come on! For goodness' sakes, that just sounds absolutely wonderful. You need to look at the poster. There's in, in the typical Denzel Washington made one comedy. This was it, and he left them forever. He's looking down, somewhat ironically, like, this is going to be hijinks. And Bob Hoskins is there. It's good. Oh, I'm furious. I'm Bob Hoskins. I hate <laughs> coloured people. <laughs> Bob Hoskins, of course, mate. I've never seen this. And I, I tried to find it recently to watch it for free. I didn't want to pay for it. But the, um, the Super Mario Brothers movie. Great film. It's got the super scope as the guns. I would love to. I would Because at the time it got panned. And now I want to watch, as a retro gamer, I want to watch it. That's got a decent cast. It's got Dennis Hopper as well, hasn't it? Oh, but Dennis Hopper's another man that would turn up for the dollar. He's, he don't, oh. he don't give a stuff to it. As long, as long as he had enough money, and I think he's dead, so I can say this. He's as long as he had dead. enough money to buy a shed load of drugs, he didn't give a stuff. Oh. In fact, I think Dennis Hopper got paid in drugs on most movies, didn't he? Space Cowboys, come on! What Space Cowboys? It's, it's a film starring Dennis Hopper <laughs> as a Space Cowboy! Are you sure you don't make that up? I don't... No, I'm, I am confident Dennis Hopper is in a film called Space Cowboys. Are you not... Is that not the one with Clint Eastwood? No, you're thinking yeah. of... Um, you're thinking of actual cowboys. No, no, no. He's a, the Space... No, it is a Space Cowboys 2000. Hang on, you've got... A, are you on IMDb? I didn't know if you could know it, but yes, I am. And he's, uh, Dennis Hopper's in it. <laughs> Hold on. No. He's not. No, hang, on quite a good film. hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Donald Sutherland. Right, there's one, there's one with Dennis Hopper in about space cowboys. Cowboys in space. And there is Dennis Hopper. Right, let's go to Dennis Hopper. What lovely picture of him wearing a wig. Uh, I want to see all of his films. Um, What's the end? Big fat Hellride. Hellride. Habakkuk yeah. Hollow. Golden Years of House of Nine, Land of the Dead, Americana, Keep Out of Season, The Last Ride, The Legacy. I tell you what, we'll take a quick break, Mike, while I find it. Space Truckers, Mike. I saw that. Yeah, there we go. Space, space Truckers. All right, Mike, listen. Thank you very much. Cheers for that. Thanks. Ta-ta. Bye. I'll wait for 4499-1000. Yes, Remy. Hello, Ian. Hello, Remy. How are you doing? You all right? I'm good, man. You all right? I'm all right, yeah. Good. I'm glad to hear your mum is on the mend after scary yesterday. It, it was, you know, it was horrible. Oh, of course it was horrible. But um, I was so amazed they phoned at half past twelve and said we've just called a urologist specialist to come in to do the operation. Now it was only a, it was a massive operation. It was you know putting a stent in. But the fact that they were calling him in at that time of night and uh, you know that you got yeah, Jeremy well, Hunt saying, well, we haven't got a, we need a seven day or we. Listen, mate, that what they did was flipping amazing. I met yeah. one bad apple out of about thirty people yesterday. And they saved my mother's life. I'll yeah. have some of that. Thank you very much, NHS. Yeah, the NHS is brilliant. Yeah, it's good. It's just brilliant. It's good. Brilliant. 
Um, I'm just calling because uh, you didn't have many callers, so um, I didn't want to leave you hanging, so Thank I thought I'd just ring up, but I've got absolutely I, nothing to talk about. Then I left you hanging. How rude is that? <laughs> it's isn't, all right. Isn't that outrageous? <laughs> what have you been up to today, Remy? Uh, today, uh, schooly stuff. Got a two and a half year old. Done school runs oh. with her. Um, I'm now sat here trying to sort out a load of paperwork, which is really tedious and boring. So I'm sat here watching your periscope. It's boring. Um, it's yeah. All that stuff is is, is dull. Again, reading this, Moran. Uh, what, what, Remy, I'm going to say you're about thirty eight. Uh, yeah. Well, thirty nine. There we go. There we go. I'm good at this, aren't I? Um, you. This honestly, this Miranda Sawyer book out of uh, time about um midlife crises and it's interesting because it's a woman as well and i we we, we, we t- one tends to think of midlife crisis being a male thing you know with the, the younger girlfriend and the motorbike and all of that stuff yeah and it's interesting to read it from a woman's perspective um and um you know it, it and, and and being so close to death yesterday we did not spend a lot of time on doing crap, on doing, crap. <laughs> doing really not only boring because some boring stuff is essential right and maybe your paperwork is essential no it's crap but... well yeah a lot of time on stuff that is you know when we're um when we're on our deathbed right again she mentioned this in this, this book on your deathbed right try and imagine what you will have wanted to have done more of and what you wish you'd have done less of and there's so much i'm so lucky i've got a job that i love right so i'm happy with that but there's so much stuff in my life that is just pointless and is actually unnecessary i i 100 agree like i was just lying in bed the other night and i was looking around my room amount of crap that's in my room and i'm like why do i need all this stuff like yeah. what's if I was to die to, like tomorrow, what, like I'm just I'm surrounded by crap that I don't need. Like, what is it the point? Would be um, a lot of a lot of the stuff I've got when I die, it'll be junked. Yeah, it'll be chucked into the skip. And there's, uh, you know, I've got some nice guitars, and they'll 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 go to my kids. And I've got loads of records that are really, really, really important to me. They'll probably be chucked in a skip. Um, I'll tell them which ones are the ones that are worth a few quid, but I, I won't tell them how much I spent. That'll be in my will, and they won't be able to read how much I'd spent. Yeah. One, one single cost me six hundred dollars. Six hundred dollars for a single? Is a two, I've never played it. Um, <laughs> so they better not chuck that one away. Um, but but yeah, most of the stuff I've got, it it, it is junk, and it's it and is. it's nice, and it's nice to have things around us, you know. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's nice, but it's it's pointless. Yeah, it is a bit. So I'm, I'm kind. I feel like I'm going for a bit of a midlife crisis. I'm just trying to like, um, uh, oh, what's the word? Well, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to t- turn my life into a new direction and uh, go on a different journey. But I'm finding. Well, I'm a single mum, so that's exhausting. Anyway, um, and I'm finding lack of motivation. Yeah. And and. Uh, I don't know, like uh, a lack of drive, but I mean, it's really frustrating. But as, you've got yeah. two, you got you're on your own, yeah, and you've got two and a half, t- year, old. And a half year old. Yeah, that's exhausting. The thing is, and I bet you are achieving more in your day than you think you are, but it's just stuff Probably. that you need to do to survive and for your kid to survive. Exactly, and that's that's basically it. So I kind of feel like I'm just doing enough to keep us, you know, alive, but I'm not really doing any more than that and somebody who's come from like running my own business yeah, and yeah. Quite successful to now doing nothing just being a mum it's like it's really hard and uh, well i'm gonna pick you up on one thing but i know what you meant when you say just being a mum yeah 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 that was silly okay well have but, you seen that text phone that person up see if they want to come on the air i've just had a text can i read you a text remy yeah go for it 
This is the kind of nonsense we get doing this job, right? What a shame your mum did not die. Oh, Jesus Christ. The number in 642. Let's give them a call, see if they're brave enough to come on the air, shall we? Seriously, I I really worry about the human race sometimes. Anyway, they won't come on. Of course they won't come on. They'll they'll, they'll, they'll go to answer phone, because that's what those people do. Um, But, um... That's just ridiculous. Can I just say, by the way, Ian... It's it's really nice that you, as a person, can come on and share stories about your mum, about your depression, and humanise life, yeah. right? Because a lot of people hide that away. A lot of people don't confront it. A lot of people don't deal with it. And for somebody to say something like that, I mean, they're oh. just... Oh, don't worry about that. They're, they're being in it. And look, oh, oh, what a surprise. They're not answering their telephone <laughs> now that Kath's <laughs> ringing them up, asking them to come well, on the show. They're cowards. Um, but the thing, the thing I was going to... Is, um, you, you, you are, you know, you are doing a, a, a lot of stuff, and it's... Um, the, perhaps you need to just find that half an hour extra in the day easier said than done where you can make something be yeah. creative and or yeah. be artistic be be yeah. you i suppose be you yeah. and not be mum yeah and i and i'm working towards that um and i mean look the result is i've got a two and a half year old who is awesome yeah of course and who's very you know uh independent and is characterful and is just going to be an amazing human being um um, but and to that sort of sacrifice, yeah. I've kind of given you know myself over to that, and 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 I'm happy to do that. But at the same time, there's always this niggling thing of I should be doing yeah. more. And you look at your friends who are doing these wonderful things and travelling and living, and and I'm like I should be doing more. And yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, anyway, just you know, just another rant. The word. Well, no, it's good. <laughs> it's, it's interesting. And the word. I mean, the word should. I'm I'm trying to avoid using the word should because. It doesn't. It, it puts pressure on. You know, you, I, I should be doing this. I should feel like this. Well, I, I'm not doing this, and I don't feel like this. So, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, there's no should about it. But um, it's it's hard. It's hard, isn't it? But again, being next to someone and thinking they were going to die. It, it, and it's, it's you know that the, I'm trying to hold on to this feeling because this this is why I shared it. one of the reasons I shared it. I'm trying to hold on to this feeling right because the feeling you know when someone dies, um, and you go oh I'm going to live my life differently and I'm going to live every minute and that doesn't last very long that fades really quickly. So I'm tr- just trying to make this no, I, feeling I, as tangible as I can for as long as I can. I know exactly what you mean. Just just this week on Sunday, um, a friend died. Um, oh man, I'm sorry. Thirty three years old. Um, he was cycling uh, for a charity and he got hit by a car and he was killed. And I've literally all week just been sort of reading all the Facebook comments. I mean, this person just lived life, was an amazing person, young person, somebody I knew through playing basketball. Mm. Um, Really great guy. And I literally all week have been feeling exactly how you just described, like, of when, when you're that close to death or when somebody's taken from you, you, you it, that feeling of wanting to hug those near you mm. a little harder uh, and 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 actually all the, the the rubbishy stuff in life becomes less um important and uh in and you're right i'm trying to hold on to that feeling of in the blink of an eye everything could change um and um, and trying to live in the moment a bit more. And again, honestly, this this Miranda Sawyer, but well, well, ex- I know what you mean. I know it's easier said than done. This Miranda Sawyer book, I, 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 this book came at just the right time to be sat. There, it was a privilege to be sat there reading it next while my mum was in the condition because she points out, you know, mid- midlife crisis, forty two, forty three, forty four, but. You could die tonight, Remy. Yeah, I could absolutely. die. I could die on the way home. You know, I get yeah. in the car, I get hit by a truck. I'm, 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 you, you know, there, there are there there are parents. Oh, 
there are parents that bury their children. Yes, you know, absolutely. it's, absolutely. It, 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 it's, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to grapple ideas that I can't verbalize, but you know, it's, that's what it's all about, isn't it? That's what it's all yeah, about. absolutely. Remy, you said you had nothing to say. We've had a good 15, 20 minute chat there. So thank you for that. You're welcome. Have a great evening. Speak to you soon. Ta-ta. Bye. Bye-bye. There we go. Ah, oh dear. What a surprise that person didn't want to come back. Don't worry, I'll, I'll jot down the number. I'll give, I'll give them a call. I'll give them a call when they're least expecting it. Um, Mandy? Ian. Mandy. Hello. Hello, Mandy. Oh, what a pleasure. Oh, my, sk- my screen's frozen. I can't hang up on um, on Remy there. I don't know why. My screen's oh, frozen. Oh, she's still on. No, she's gone, but my touch screen's frozen. I don't know. Well, there's a surprise. Yes, Mandy, what have you got for us? And we may, we may have to go to a break. In fact, I'll tell you okay. what we're going to do, Mandy, because I've only okay. got a minute. And I want to give you a fair crack of the whip because you've been waiting for all ages. Right. Can you wait another a few more minutes? I certainly can. Is that all right? We'll come back to you after the news. Lovely, tease us, you. tease us, tease us, Mandy, tease us, tease the listener, <laughs> so they, they they decide to stick with us. Just give us, give us in three words what it is you intend to talk about. NHS is fabulous. Beautiful. We'll have some of that. We'll have some of that. I'm just going to close. Oh, my touch, my touch screens died. I need you to come and fix my touch screens. Died. Um, oh wait, it doesn't mean you can't call in the home. Oh, no, no, no. You don't get off that lightly. Oh eight four four. Four nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. We're just kind of again. It's we've had a show like this before, didn't we? A Friday show. We were all just kind of just checking in and just seeing if we made it or not, and um, talking about whatever whatever you fancy it. Um, or let's have some ads. Talk radio. Okay, well, uh, you can give us a call. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand is the phone number. If you want to watch the show, oh yeah, I'm gonna do a little chat to the camera now. The camera, it's my telephone, my pocket telephone. Uh, if you go to periscope.tv forward slash Ian Lee I A I N L E E, you can watch what happens during the news and the adverts. And let me tell you, it gets very, very sexy. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Well, I'm not the kind to kiss and tell, but I've been seen with fire up. I've never been with anything less than a nine. So fine, I've been on fire with Sally Field, gone past with a girl named Bo. But somehow they just don't end up as mine. It's a death-defying life I lead I'd take my chances I'd die for a living in the movies and TV But the hardest thing I ever do Is watch my leading ladies Kiss some other guy while I'm bandaging my knee I might fall from a tall building I've never spent much time in school But I told ladies plenty It's true I hire my body out for pay Hey, hey I've gotten burned over Cheryl Teague's Blown up for Rocky Welch But when I wind up in the hay It's only hay what the hell is going on in this place well the phone box is knackered can you get hold of a grown-up head that can fix it 
It, it's like old school. He won't speak when he's in the studio. He just... Uh, it's we're, we've got fixed it. We got it. I fixed it, but got you need it. to do something. You do this bit. Take your name. Oh, now, now I've mentioned it. Now you're talking on air, you, you see. Look at well, that. Well, you know, i talk now. Thank you very much. Um, I'll fix it quietly. Thank you very much indeed. Exit. Um, there we go. Oh, I've got to say hello to Zabar. Right, Zabar was... Um, um, his his mum was in the same ward as my mum's, right? And um, we got chatting and stuff, as you, as you often do, right? And Zabar... So it was just me there, and occasionally someone from the care home would come and visit, right? Zabar, his fa- I'm not being rude, right? His family took up all of the seats in the waiting room, and like the whole the whole corridor was filled with Zabar's family. His I don't know it, what it, it, I don't know if his mum's wealthy, and they're all kind of like, you know, thinking we want a piece of this, or I don't. Or if she's very, maybe she's very very loved. There are about thirty people, literally not an exaggeration. About well, it's a little bit of an exaggeration, but there are about twenty people there, and we had a very nice chat. And uh, um, uh, I think his mum's on the mend as well. So, excellent. Nice one, Zabar. Nice to meet you. Right, Mandy, Mandy, Mandy! Hello! We're, hello, we're back. Hello. We've got the system working. Everything's working. Yes, boss? Super. Lovely to talk to you. No, I just wanted to say, I mean, throughout my life, I've had the most amazing experiences from the NHS. So, I'm 100% behind the, uh, behind the doctors. They're good, aren't um, they? They're good. They've saved my mum's life twice. Twice. And do you know what, do you know when I left the hospital, do you, do you know what they didn't do? What didn't they do? They didn't scan my credit card. They didn't oh. present me with a bill. They is just, that, they... That's what happened in America, in case yeah, you that in yeah, they, America. Just, yeah. they just said, uh, okay, well, you know, we'll see you today, as in today, we'll see you tomorrow, thanks for coming. We'll look yeah. after her, don't worry, we'll look after her. Amazing! Come on, it guys! I mean, I had my my little boy. He's seven now, but he was born at twenty nine weeks. Oh, so he was eleven weeks early. Flipping egg. Um, yeah, he was he was two pound uh, eight ounces. Oh God, and, Yeah, it was it was, t- it was well. I didn't realise it was touch and go. I always kind of in my head, I knew he'd be okay. I just I had that inner yeah. thing that oh, I just mum's mum's instinct. Fine. Yes, exactly, but. Yeah, apparently it was touch and go at certain points. But, uh, you know, he's seven years old now. He's literally nearly as tall as I am. Good lad. Well done. (laughs) Yes, he's fantastic. And me, I suffered with asthma throughout my life. I was in intensive care a couple of times as a child. They saved me every time. And they have just, yeah, they've just been fantastic. The the highlight, the highlight of the last two days, right? Mm was uh, going into the canteen, right? Cause, yeah. Just because they were, they were changing my mum and doing all this. And they, and they said, just go out and yeah. get something to eat. So I went to the canteen, right? And they had, they had like, old school, literally old school desserts. Like dinner. Yeah. They had, yeah. Uh, they had this big, tr- big metal tray full That's of sponge, sponge cake, right? Like, cut mm. into, into um, little squares. And yeah. a big um, tureen of bright yellow custard. Uh, and I, I'm trying to lose a bit of weight, Mandy. And I said to the lady, "You are a very, very naughty lady. I'll have some of that." She goes, "You want custard?" I said, "You put, you, you fill it up with custard, please." And suddenly yeah, I became my dad. And I, I was, and I, was <laughs> I was sat there. And I was. This is before I thought she was going to die. So you know, I was, but I was still feeling pretty miserable. And I'm chomping. I, I posted a Twitter of it, a picture of it on Twitter. And I'm eating this, this, this wonderful pudding. And it's just like, well, you know. And the hospital she's in has not had the greatest rep in the past, but it's, it's on the mend. And, um, 
You know what? That she's. I've left her in the safest possible hands, and I'll go in tomorrow, and she'll be fine. I know it, and they're brilliant. Yeah. So more of that, please. Yeah, thank you. Oh, I'm so happy. I'm so happy to hear that. That's wonderful news. I mean, I have had my share of kind of sad news also through yeah. the NHS, and sadly, I lost my mum. Um, well, it was a long time ago. It's nearly twenty years ago now. Um, but. You know, there was nothing they could do for her. But on the whole, <laughs> on the whole, for me and yeah. for my son, they, they're they just angels, absolute yeah. angels. Good for them. Amanda, really nice to talk to you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Gatford's on the line. Even Gatford. Evening, boss. Are you... Now, Gatford. Yes. Are you listening? Uh-huh. Have you been listening for the whole show? The whole show since 10pm. You've not been distracted? No. Why? Well, I periscoped for a bit. And right. then I've been on hold. Right. Why? So you weren't watching Julia Hartley Brewer on Have I Got News For You? That was 9.30, mate, before you started. What time did it finish? 10 o'clock. Switched from the end. Actually, I stopped before the end so that I'll I could get that. the first couple of minutes of your show. Fair play. That is the correct answer, Gatford. Well done. And you've got, yeah. off, you've got off lightly there. You've got off with right. a butt-clenching warning and nothing ah. more. So okay. that's lucky. That's lucky, Gatford. That's lucky. Yeah, look. You're a lucky man. Oh, you're a lucky man, Gatford. You're so lucky. You're so lucky, Gatford. You're lucky man, Gatford. You're so lucky, Gatford. Why am I lucky? Oh, Mr. Gatford, you're so lucky. I'm having a flashback. Why am I so lucky? Oh, Mr. Gatford, you're so lucky, Mr. Gatford. It's getting close. What's the What's the reason? You're so lucky, Mr. Gatford. You're so lucky man, Mr. Gatford. She, she picked up the station. You're so lucky man, Mr. Gatford. You could have gone very nasty way there, but you lucky man, Mr. Gaffer. You very, very lucky man, Mr. Gaffer. You so lucky man, you could have died, Mr. Gaffer. But you lucky uh, man. Yeah, I'm lucky, lucky yeah. Say, so like, say hello to Katia, please. Oh, uh, bonjour. Bonjour, Katia. Bonjour, Gary. Um, comment allez-vous? Oui, oui, quel plaisir. Quel plaisir de t'entendre. Uh, yeah. M- yeah. Merci, bouquet. <laughs> bouquet, bouquet for me. Uh, bouquet for 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 for. Um, uh, um, uh, j'aime, uh, j'ai, j'ai Catford, j'habite Catford. Oui, ça je sais. Uh, you don't have to speak foreign. You what? can do it in English, Catford. I just really. Oh, thanks for that. Yes. That was getting worse. Hi, Katia. How you doing? I'm fine. I'm fine. Oh, I love it. I love it. It's you know your voice is so amazing. Oh, just, just just press play and record, Ian. You'll like this. Okay. Carry on. Carry on. No, just saying. You know, he needs to learn about uh, good voices. So, uh, all right. What is it particularly you like about my voice, Katia? It sounds so professional. Get that in. <laughs> Professional. Go on, carry on. Yeah, it does something to me. I don't know. <laughs> oh, hello. <laughs> now, there's a there's a woman on Twitter and on Periscope that says that angry cats are, makes her a little bit... Yeah? A little bit... What? Spicy. Is that what, it, is that what my voice is doing to you? Spicy. Uh, what? No. In, in what? No. No. Uh, okay. No. Well, disappointed. No, how can I explain? It's 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 all I have ever imagined about Great Britain. You know, um, gentlemen, yes. yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. minty. Because uh, in Belgium, we've been told that British people are really keen about mint, uh, and 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 I can imagine you, you know, with a frag- fragrance, uh, having eaten a mint sauce. 
Um, and other stuff. So, yeah, hello, can you, can you speak a bit? Hello? Oh, hello. We're scary. Hi. <laughs> hello? Hello? Hello. You're not Gary, I take it. No. No. No, I'm not Gary. All right. But that's, that, that will do, I guess. <laughs> well, you, you don't sound really happy about that. That's not a happy laughter, is it? <laughs> Sorry. No, 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 it's, it's fine. I wanted to talk about Friday the 13th and superstitions. Oh, that's really interesting. Are you superstitious? I'm not. No, no. no. Neither am I. Ah, okay. So, uh, that's a strange conversation then. Well, no, not really, because I it's Friday the 13th today. I forgot about that, yeah. Yeah, I know. Got in the shower, fell out the shower, landed on my head. Yeah. Then I was walking down some stairs, fell down the stairs. And then the third bad thing that happened was I'm a nurse. My patient gently killed over me, landed on top of me. And uh, I, fell on, I fell on my back and he's landed on top of me. <laughs> That's my three bad things that, that happened today on Friday the 13th. Yeah. So when did you realise it was Friday the 13th? On Friday the 13th. No, I Yeah. But nothing bad happened to you today then? Nothing bad happened. Oh, yes, something really bad happened. Well, uh, I mean, not in the grand scheme of things, but something did happen. I received a gun, and it's not been well finished. I have to send it back to the gun maker. He's a kind gun? Of, yeah, and he's kind of... Uh, a gun? Yes. No. Yes, yeah, don't be scared. It's, a bang, bang gun. No, it's taken apart. It's, it's, it's legal as well. Oh, well, that's right then, if it's legal. Yeah, it's legal. Anyway, so he's not, he's kind of saying, oh, maybe I, I did it. I didn't, because I haven't even started working on it. So it's going back to him on Monday. So that's a bad day, yes. So Friday the 13th, isn't it? Bad. All right. <laughs> well, I've got a completely different vision of you now. Really? Yes, with your lovely accent and your lovely way of talking. And now I see you with a, a big gun in your hand. <laughs> Hello? Okay. <laughs> I think I'm gonna leave you with uh, the other people. Okay then. Bye. Right, bye. bye. Thank you, Oscar. Um, 0844 499 Here we go, guys. And I'm, I'm, it's a pleasure to read this because do you know what it means? It means that, yes, we're on the talk radio is on the up. 
So I will take some of this dollar. I mean, not literally, but you can win a thousand pounds. Let me just think. What would a thousand pounds do for me right now? It would pay off some of the massive debts I've accrued in the last six months. That's what it would do. No, I would spend it. I would spend it flippantly and frivolously. That's what I would do. On uh, Katia's guns. Wouldn't buy guns with it. Live read's not going as well as it should be. Sorry, boss. Win a thousand pounds in drive on talk radio thanks to Burton's Fish and Chips, the savoury snack in classic newspaper print bags. There are two new flavours on the shelves and we're asking you to choose red or brown in the battle of the sauces. Saucy. Saucy. Fly the flag for your favourite flavour at talkradio.co.uk slash competitions and pick up new red sauce and brown sauce fish and chips in store to find out how you could pocket a further £10,000. £10,000. Why is Delaney giving away a grand? Ah. Oh, wait, 444-499-1000 is the telephone number. It's Friday. If you've just tuned in, well, you've missed, um, well, you've missed an odd start to the show. They often are. I, I'm, they're always odd starts to the show. But I was, I was talking about why I wasn't here yesterday. It's because I was told my mum was dying. She was dying. And then the hospital fixed her in the middle of the night. So, um, uh, you know, it's been a, a, a roller coaster. So as a, as a result of that, I thought I, I, I kind of, um, Walked into the show. The shows generally aren't very well planned. We have a few ideas. But I walked into the show naked. Not literally. Not literally. It's a phone call, Ed, if you want to get that. Sorry, you, there's, there's no going for a break or a wee on this show, Ed. I'm sorry. That's simply not happening. Dude, you will not leave that chair. Stay chained to the chair. Um, has anyone ever been involved in one of those games where you are chained up? And um, the other person then goes out. Years and years ago, right? And I can tell this story years and years ago with someone who will remain nameless. We introduced to see what the fuss to see what the fuss was all about. We introduced um, handcuffs into the bedroom for. A, um, what could only be described as... And, um... Have you ever done this, Adam? No. Certainly not. We had... So we, we me and, me and, and, and a, another introduced handcuffs and other accoutrements into the bedroom to see what all the fuss was about. We may have been very, let's say, drunk, shall we? Now, handcuffs that require keys and, let's say, booze is not a very healthy combination. Because we were buggered if we could find the keys. Oh, dear. That was the game. No, we could not find the keys and honestly i cannot remember who it was that was whether it was me or the other person that was was i can't remember who was handcuffed but i do remember there was a frantic there was a frantic search for keys 
Then that wasn't happen and happening. And then we're going, right, well, what tools have we got? Now, if there's anything to turn an erotic scenario into um, a, a very unerotic scenario, it's trying to remember what tools you've got and whether you've got something that can cut through metal. And I was... Surely si- this, is, this is where you call in the locksmith, isn't it? And you hope, for goodness sake, that you get the gender of locksmith that you're after. You hope you get a hot, a hot, sexy, blonde locksmith. Yes, yeah. definitely a, a says, market for that, says, I yeah, I can, I can undo this, but I'm going to have to take my clothes off first. It's the only way <laughs> I'm going to be able to do it. Um, there was talk, There were, honestly, there was talk of calling the fire brigade. Imagine. Well, that, that does things with certain people, doesn't it? Imagine the panic. Where you and I, I, I cannot remember who was tied up. I, I've got, I've got a feeling it was me, but I, honestly, I don't remember. So long ago, and we were so drunk, uh, but we were going. Well, well, we're going to have to call the fire uh, before we call the fire brigade. Let's just think. Have we checked every possible place that a key or a, an in the yeah a, we checked every nook and cranny. And um, I think in the end we found something that would cut the chain in the hat. Because they were like proper handcuffs. They weren't, you know, your, your ones from Ann Summers. These were like coppers ones, right? And um, we, cut, we found something that would cut the chain. So in the end we were just... Kind of, anyway, 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 anyway. Fun times. Anyway, Adam, you've not called in uh, uh, to tell us your perversions. Or maybe you have. What have you got for us, boss? Well, it, perversions a little bit. I saw on Periscope earlier you were using what I think was a handkerchief. Yes, sir. To wipe a screen. Now, yes, oh, I, yeah. and I've certainly seen you use a, a handkerchief before. I'm a big fan of the handkerchief. Yeah. But I get the filthiest looks when I bring it out in decent company yeah. and blow my nose. I was wondering if you were a similar sufferer of uh, kind of the shunning of public I people. have not. I've had a few people say things... But I've not, I've not noticed people shunning me, but I, I have, I'm a proud handkerchief. Cause I, 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 I mean, I've got a cold at the moment, so I need a hanky. And I've got, I've got about a, 15 handkerchiefs at home. Cause I keep losing them. And I buy that, you can buy the, a pack of 10, I think, from Marx's for £9.50. So I just keep going and buying a pack of 10 every now and then. Um, so, but, so I change them regularly. I don't often have a dirty one, although sometimes, and I'm down to the last one, you know, it's, it's horrible and crusty. Um, do I, get, do I get dirty looks? I've yeah, never noticed. People think I've stepped out of Dickensian Britain or something. It's um, yeah, it's, it confuses people that are not using wads and wads of paper. When I get nervous, I have to blow my nose. Right, this is the, this is a weird thing about me. When I get nervous, I. I think i have to wee a lot and my, i have to blow my nose so if i'm doing a show or something and i get nervous i go to the toilet a lot and i i come out blowing my nose so it looks like i'm going in there doing lines of charlie or something which i can assure you i, I I'm, I'm not it's just a nervous tick that i have so i i i need a hanky i don't like tissues because then what you're gonna put you're gonna put a tissue in your pocket you're gonna put it in the bin well then i need to get another tissue where am i gonna get a tissue from and here's the thing my mum used to do this this is a mum from the 1970s thing she would put tissues up her, the sleeve of her jumper. Uh, paper tissues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like t- k- kitchen, yeah. kitchen, kitchen, kitchen roll. Yeah, a bit of kitchen roll. Yeah. Up the sleeve of her, blow her nose on it and put it up the sleeve of her jumper. That is messed up, isn't it? No. You see, the other advantage of a handkerchief, and this might be taking things a little Uh-oh, bit far. Here but we if, go. If it, if it gets a bit too steady, snotty. Yep. You, you go into the toilet. You give it a rinse under the hot tap, yep. lots of water, clean it, put it under the hand dryer, 
and it's dry again and clean. I've never done the hand dryer thing, but yes, I've cleaned them in hotel rooms and then hung them over the radiator to dry, and they they become solid. No, you need a bit of soap. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm I'm a fan of the handkerchief. Plain white ones, or do you have patterns? Well, plain white ones, but uh, my wife came on the brilliant idea of getting the kids to draw on them with permanent pens as Christmas presents. So there you go. Little kind of family mementos as well. Oh, there you go. That's nice. Nice prezzies. That's nice. Wrong time of year for that kind of tip. Yeah. um, Oh, well, nice one. Thank thank you for that, Adam. I'm I'm, I'm glad you listened Go I was going to ask one fa- one favour before I go. Push can, boss. Which is the um, the very uh, beautifully told story you uh, gave us at the beginning about your mum. Yes. Would you put it on the podcast? Because I think that's a good thing to go out into the world and let people hear. Do you think? Uh, I mean, um, you don't think it's too self indulgent or anything? I know I use this this, this show as my own. Well, it is my own personal mouthpiece. Mouse personal mouthpiece. Um, I th- I think given the, the current climate, yep. it's really important, and it could get late. And also, I just think it's important we have those stories out there, especially now, yeah. with people telling us that those well, things don't happen. I'm sure Kath is, Kath, Kath is put. I can't speak. Kath is putting... Is she putting it in the podcast? I'm getting the nod from Ed, Adam, that Kath has put it in the podcast. She's the, she's the podcast boss. She's, she's the brains behind that. Um, we've got other things that we're talking about. Uh, Noel, Rashid, stay there. We'll have... Let me just let me just set up the stall again. Then we'll have a quick break, and then we can come back and have a proper chat. Um, what else are we talking about? Are you someone to touch Alan Caddick's Willie? If that's you, oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is a good one. This this is a good one actually. Who's the best actor? This, this came out of Alan Caddick's mouth, not the one about his Willie. Who's the best actor in a dud film? I like that. That's a nice. That's a nice. That's a nice easy topic. Oh eight four four. Four nine nine one thousand. The way it works for up until midnight is you call us, you'll speak to Id, and he'll call you back. He'll call you straight back. You know, there's no messing around here, guys. You'll get straight back, and you'll uh, you'll get on the show. Uh, and you can call in about uh, uh, anything. I I I know, I'm, I know that a lot of people like to, to like a prompt to phone in. They like a topic that they can phone in about, and that's fine. It's, I find that a little bit um, old fashioned, but that's fine. That's why we've got those things. And we've also, um, well, we've talked about death. We've talked about uh, uh, the NHS. We've gone back to that. that, that it's a recurring theme on this show, the midlife crisis. Um, because I read this absolutely wonderful book. It's not out yet. It comes out, oh, that fell off. It comes out in June. June? Um, it's Miranda Sawyer, who is just, I just think she's such a good writer. She makes me laugh and she makes me cry. And it's called Out of Time. And it's about midlife crisis. And... Um, it's such an interesting but it doesn't really it doesn't really have a lot of answers either it's one of those ones where it's it's it kind of raises lots of questions and it gives you a few different options it's not a self-help book by any stretch of the imagination and she says that herself um but it really touches on some things we're going to hopefully get her on the show at some point in the near future i need to send out an email later to um a company but i i thoroughly recommend you get the book uh, when it comes out so if you want to you know give us a call about that and kick those ideas around you can or if you just want to you know Dick around on the radio. It's talk radio is what it's for. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Right, let's go to Noel Taylor. Yes, Noel. Hello, Ian. I've got some exciting news on Paradise Earth. Okay, Noel. All right. On Paradise Earth, everybody will donate their urine into old bottles using a jug. Oh, Jesus. The bottles 
would be plastic or glass. These will go into crates, which are collected by the council. Are you reading this, now? Yeah, well, you let's, can talk, Yeah, I can. Well, let's, professional. well let's, let's not read it. Let's have a conversation about it. Okay. So where has this idea of Paradise Earth come from? Um, I, I just uh, decided that, um, that places are, the world's overpopulated and something needs to be done about it. Yeah. So, so I, I thought that it would be good if people, everybody in the world, donated their feces and their urine. So, how is that so going to? How is that going to um, deal with the overpopulation of the um, and inflation and starvation? I'm trying to um, well, well and get it wrong. That's yeah, not going to well, deal well, with overpopulation, well, is it? It, it will because you, you, you can uh, uh, grow things in the desert. People can live in the desert, and uh, you'll have your own individual oasis. Okay, so we're going to uh, move people to the desert. Yeah. Okay, but, so, but they'll still be, but people will still be able to to breed and have babies and things. Yeah. So yeah, we're, we're going to you're, you're going to you're going to create even a bigger population. Uh, not necessarily. Well, uh, it's just spreading people about. A bit more, okay. But if you don't want to live in the more, desert, yeah. you can still live in like Milton Keynes or Slough or something. Absolutely, but uh, eventually the, everybody will be equal. That they'll all have a ten-acre plot of land right. with a, a man- white mansion house and uh, solar panels. Okay. It'll be wonderful. Can I ask now? You mentioned I heard you when you talked to Kathy the other week. You mentioned um, something about um, you were Jesus Christ. Yeah. Where does that come from? Um, well, on the 26th of September 1994, I was coming out of my house and uh, walking down, down the driveway, and I j- just completed doing all the house up uh, with my father-in-law over a period of about three months. Yeah. Anyway, um, I had what, what's known by the mental health people as, as an elation episode. An elation, 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 elation episode, right. Well, you, you okay, go on. Yeah. I was really excited about finishing the whole house, and God spoke to me with the Holy Spirit, the beautiful scent of the Holy Spirit, and said to me, you will be king, you will rule nations. And it wasn't until recently, inventing things, I realised that it's going to come to pass. Because when I met you six years ago, seven years ago? Something like that, yeah. You didn't mention being Jesus then? No, I didn't, no. Are you still speaking to the mental health people? Yeah. And how's that going? Um, well, I'm on an injection every month after I have an injection. All right. And, um, and, and what's that do? To, to bring you down a little bit? Yeah, yeah. It's a tranquilizer uh, mainly. It's happy, makes you happy, and all sorts. It does a, a, a series of different things. Yeah. And you you do that every month, do you? Yeah. Are you on any other medication, if you don't mind me asking? don't have to answer that. Of course you don't. It's a private thing. No, no that's it. Okay. But, but, and um, do, you but talk the to, do you talk to the mental health people about being Jesus and about Paradise Earth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And what do they say? Um, they don't say a lot about it. They tend to keep the mouth shut. <laughs> what do you think they're thinking? Um... I, I don't know. I haven't got a clue. No. But uh, I, I mean, the, ev- the evidence is there. I've, in, I've invented Paradise Earth, which is in the Bible. It says about paradise in the Bible, and in the Lord's Prayer, it says on earth as it is in heaven. Yeah. And a lot of people forget that. 
Yeah, um, I'm or, really worried about you, Noel. Well, don't be, because, I mean, I, I totally am God, definitely. I mean, I'm the cleverest person that's ever lived. I've invent, invented over 300 inventions. I've composed over 300 songs. And I've also written over 300 jokes. So Who have you got you around know, you, know? pretty creative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's no, uh, brilliant. Yeah, I, I, my brother sees me quite a lot. You got, yeah. you got, you married? Are you not married? Are you? No, no. You got, you got are you, are your parents still around? No, no. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. You got? You, do, do, do you do you have friends that you see on a regular basis? No, no. I, I tend to keep myself to myself, and I'm happy to do that. And how often do you see, um, like, a mental health worker? Uh, once a month. But, but can we get back to Paradise Earth? When are you, when are you, no, people... no, oh no. I worry about you, mate, because, can I, permission to speak freely, and let's try not to get offended. Yeah. Okay. You're talking bollocks, mate. And I say that with, I say that with love. You, 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 you're not making sense, man. And I have met you, and you, um, you were a little bit of a character, shall we say, when I met you, but you weren't sounding as outrageous. That's, that's not the right word I want to use, actually. You were not, when I met you about six, seven years ago, you were not sounding as determined and as forthright as you're sounding now. And that concerns me. Uh, well, I've got, I've got to be quite strict. As uh, I'm going to be the king of kings ruling uh, 144,000 kings. I'm going to say you're and not, you're, and you're not going to hear me saying that you're not. And you're going to be one of the kings. I'm not, And you'll mate. rule the nation. I'm not, mate. And you'll rule the nation. I'll promise you that. I, mate, it, mate. You're going to be rich. No, it isn't going to happen, man. You, 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 you. I, I, um, I believe that you believe this. Hmm. Yeah. Can we get back to Paradise Earth? Because it's important that people know that urine is spread using an aeroplane, uh, a cop sprayer. Okay, I'm going to the gardens and, and the lawn. No, we could maybe maybe next week. When are you next seeing your mental health worker, mate? A uh, couple of weeks' time. No, next week, actually. All right. What what day? Do you, do you remember? On Thursday. All right. Maybe, maybe we'll speak Thursday night. How about that? Yeah, can do. All right, yeah. mate. Listen, take all right, care. You take, take care. No, no, I'm saying all this stuff out of a place of love and respect, all right? Take care of yourself. Okay. I wish you no, right. no ill, all right, on your journey. <clears throat> Boy, I've changed. <laughs> I'm having a right old uh, laugh tonight. If you're watching on Periscope, welcome. If you're listening, loads of ways to listen. Um, let me give me three ways that you can listen, OK? Because you, you might know one or two of them. Right, so we're on DAB. We're not on FM or medium wave, or, uh, but we're on DAB. If you've got a DAB radio at home or in your car, you need to retune it, man. Do a deep retune uh, and find talk radio. Uh, you can also uh, download an app for your smartphones. You can do it that way. I'll give you those two. I'm, I'm going to keep it to two at a time. Because <coughs> if you give too many, it gets overwhelming. You don't know what's going on. Yasser, stay there. Rashid's been waiting for ages. Hello, Rashid. 
All right, Ian, how you doing? I'm all right. I'm a lot better than I was 24 hours ago, mate. Well, about about 24 hours ago, I don't know how relevant it is, but I, I was having one of those morning dreams after my night shift. Yeah. And you, you was in it. Oh, yeah, go on, what happened? Was it sexy? Was and it the handcuffs? You were, say, you were saying, right? It's one of those, you know, like you wake up a bit and then you fall back to sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These, I like those. These, these weird type of mad dreams. Yeah. Basically, there was a lot going on in the dream, like I was climbing up a hill and all this. But you were there and you were saying, be aware of the rise of the red lady. Uh-oh. Be aware of the rise of the red lady. Well, that's that's that, that's Julia Hartley Brewer, who was on um, Have I Got News For You, a show I once turned down because I was too scared to go on there. Oh, right, could be that. But, but after hearing what happened to your mum, and, you know, may, may God bless your mum and make her strong again, yep. um, I was thinking it might be... Your mum doesn't bolt labour, does she? No, 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 no. She's a right old Tory Daily Mail oh, racist. Right, <laughs> <laughs> I be aware of the rise of the red lady. Oh, oh. That proves that don't listen to dreams. Yeah, dreams. Wouldn't it be nice? Uh, you know, we look for, like, meaning and stuff, don't we, everywhere. Yeah, in yeah. dreams or in um, tea leaves or, 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 or the stars yeah. or whatever. And, uh, I don't think there is any meaning. I don't think there is any necessarily any, um, you know, kind of guidance or, or answers. But if that helps people chug along, then good luck to them. But, Ian, Ian, isn't mental health... Like or, or the mind, isn't it a, a deep? It's a heavy thing, man. You know, when you hear people going through. I've had experience with some of my family, and the guy we just on talking about, he's uh, Jesus. Yeah. My my friend thinks he's Jesus, and he's a Muslim. The um the so mind. He's, he's got he's got bipolar. Yeah. This is this is this is. I, I do worry about Noel. I've I've, I've spoken to Noel yeah. before, and he's I, I do. But the the mind is. Um. So a really interesting tweet today. Really interesting tweet. Like, apologies, I don't know who tweeted it, right? But some friend, of, someone I was following on another account retweeted it, right? When Bob Mortimer cancelled the Reeves and Mortimer tour because he was he had a heart attack, mm. tons of sympathy, right? Tons of sympathy, yeah. outpouring on Twitter everywhere, right? I believe that Sheridan Smith has cancelled this play she's in. I think she's pulled out of this play permanently. I, I, I think I'm not really seeing any of the papers, right? Mm. Even if it was just for one night, whatever. All she got on Twitter was abuse. And in the press, she got abuse and, you know, got kind of mocked for it. And the person said, isn't it interesting the way the respect that physical breakdown gets still over mental breakdown? I think it's fear of the unknown. People don't... She's taking uh, taking a break from the show for about a month. Um, and and we're, we're making it, you know, joining up a lot of dots that may not be there by assuming she's had a mental breakdown. But it's just always interesting that, you know, you, you have a physical problem, you get loads of uh, support and, um, uh, you, you know, love from the British media. You have um, uh, uh, what appears to be some sort of mental uh, 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 breakdown and the, the, the papers slaughter you. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a heavy one. I just, my heart goes out to people with it. And they get caught in the sometimes in the mental health system, especially in the inner cities. And if you haven't got the support, the family support, and all that, oh, and they keep they're cutting support. it back. They keep cutting it back. When when I was doing local radio, right, they cut back all the the, the a lot of 
the uh, support for mentally ill people, um, an emergency mental ill case where people had to be sectioned like quickly, yeah. uh, they cut it, they cut it in the area that we were broadcasting in Bed- Bedfordshire, Hertfordshire, and Buckinghamshire, right? Mm-hmm. So you'd get people with Alzheimer's that would, you know, a, a, a punch the window or punch their wives, uh, and they get locked up. <clears throat> they get locked up in the police cells for a couple of days while yeah, they found yeah. somewhere for there to go, or there would be kids. Even in the hospitals in the A&E, I think it's... I've been in A&E yeah. with somebody with mental health, and it's really horrible. And I was begging them. It was a close family member. It, I was begging them. I was saying, please, can we just have a separate room? Because this is not nice. Like, no. Until the security had, security had to come and hold hold the person down. and all, It was, wasn't nice. And I, I was just there. I was, in, I was in bits, and I was saying, would you like this to happen to your family member? Yeah. <laughs> you know, please give us a separate room. But it's, you know... It's horrible. I think we'll get there in the end. We'll, we, we, well, well, that's due to changing, Rashid. And it's, you know, not. I don't want to blow my own trumpet primarily because I don't have one. Thank you, Rashid. But it's 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 being you know being talked about more. We have to uh, we have to stop the show um, for uh, some breaking news. Hang on, I don't know how you do this. Sorry, um, we got some breaking news from the Birmingham area. Yes, what's going on? I've just saw Julia Hartley Brewer on BBC One. I mean, why would she go and have a the view and not promote talk radio? Thanks very much indeed. Yasser! Hello, Ian. Hey, Yasser, how you doing, man? You right? Yeah, so-so, yeah. Go on, what, what you got for us, boss? You're um, feeling got... nervous about phoning tonight. Why, 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 so, why nervous tonight more than any other night? I don't know. Um, I was thinking about calling a few times this week, and I don't know, I don't even know what it was. Just, I, I, I called before and I'm not so nervous. Just this, this, this week, I started to just get nervous. Yeah, it, well, it happened. You know, it's just me. It's all, it's all groovy, man. It's all groovy. I, now, after I hear the other call, it's getting so heavy, and I'm thinking, can I say what I wanted to say? Because it's all heavy, and so some of the calls you had are quite heavy. So, but but this is what, and this is what I'm trying to convey, and I, I, it's really difficult. Maybe I'm not doing it doing it well enough. I have no problem going from someone talking about, let's say, let's make something up, someone talking about their dad dying of cancer. To someone phoning in, talking about, um, you know, a rare record they bought and their mum threw out or something. Do you know what I mean? I don't mind doing those clunky gear changes where you go from something really heavy to something light and frothy. Because that is what life is, yeah? So that's what life is, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I was, yesterday I was, I was sat with my mum and she was going to die and she didn't know. Today I'm sat there reading her a Danny Baker book and we're laughing, you know? It, 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 Life chops and changes. So, literally, I I know other shows do. I have no problem going from something really heavy to something really light. I, 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 that uh, okay, makes me yeah. happy. But anyway, you, anyway, yeah, so uh, what you got for us? Um, there's a couple of things that I wanted to say. Something that's one thing from last week and something from a few weeks back which has been bugging me, which I need to say. I think, you know, last week you had that corner Thomas on. Um... Oh yes, we had a little bit. Yes, we had, we, we we had a discussion. Yes, yeah, about um um um. I can't remember what about. No, I yeah. think he, I think you were saying white people were racist. He, he uh, say that again. He was saying that white people are racist. Yes, yes, he was. Yes, he was. Yes. I think that. But when I, afterwards, I was thinking about. I think, and I'm thinking. I don't know if that's what he meant. But I thought he meant that he was saying that white people oppress other people. I thought that's what he meant. Well, but he said no. He said white people are racist. All right. So I, I that's what I thought he meant. I thought uh, that's what I thought. I thought well, that's what he's getting at. So I thought. I was confused. I was thinking what he's saying. I thought I was a bit confused by what he's saying. I thought that's what he was saying. Was but aren't we all? Aren't we all a little bit racist, Yasser? I'm not gonna. I can't comment. Like it's making me look bad if I say anything on that one. Aren't we all? Aren't we all a little bit racist? I don't really want to comment on that. Well, you don't want to comment on that. No. 
You sure you don't want to comment on that? I do not want to comment. It can make me look bad. Okay. Because um, I, can I, can I, can I, can I play you a song? Hey, Kate, can I ask you a question? Sure. Well, you know Trekkie Monster upstairs? Uh-huh. Well, he's Trekkie Monster, and you're Kate Monster. Right. You're both monsters. Yeah. Are you two related? What? Princeton, I'm surprised at you. I find that racist. <gasps> well, I'm sorry, I was just asking. Well, it's a touchy subject. No, not all monsters are related. What are you trying to say, huh? That we all look the same to you? No, huh? no, huh? no, huh? no. Oh, not at all. Oh, I'm sorry. I guess that was a little racist. I should say so. You should be much more careful when you're talking about the sensitive subject of race. Well, look who's talking. What do you mean? What about that special monster school you told me about? What about it? Well, could someone like me go there? No, we don't want people like you. <laughs> you see? You're a little bit racist. Well, you're a little bit too. I guess we're both a little bit racist. Admitting it is not an easy thing to do. But I guess it's true. Between me and you, I think everyone's a little bit racist. Sometimes. Doesn't mean we go around committing hate crimes. Look around and you will find no one's really colorblind. Maybe it's a fact we all should face. Everyone makes judgments based on race. No. There we go, Yasa. Yeah, makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. So you yeah. are a racist. We got there in the end. Okay, Ian. Uh, so you just, you just, can, yes, sir. Yeah. Can you just do me a favour? Can you just say my name's Yasser, and I am a massive racist. I'm not saying that. Well, but we've ju- you've just admitted that you're a racist. I never said it. I never said I was. I was no, you did. I played you that, and I said so. It seems we're all a bit racist, and you went yes. Um, so, I wasn't listening to what you said. So, so well, okay. Well, would you agree? Let's listen to a bit more of the song. Hang on. Uh, I mean, judgments like who to hire or who to buy a newspaper from. No, no, just little judgments like thinking that Mexican bus boys learn to speak goddamn English. Right. Everyone's a little bit racist today. Everyone's a little bit racist. Yeah. No. Where have you gone, Yasser? Have you fallen down a hole? No, I can't hear you. Where are you? I'm on my phone. There you are now. Yeah. So, so everyone's a bit racist, yeah? No. Well... That song... Let's listen to a bit more. Hang on. No, I'll come on. You're going to run out of time. All right, there's a plane going down. Uh There's only one parachute. Uh And there's a rabbi, a priest... And a black guy! What you talking about, Kate? Uh... You were telling a black joke. Well, sure, Gary, but lots of people tell black jokes. I don't. Well, of course you don't. You're black. But I bet you tell Pollock jokes, right? Well, sure I do. (laughs) Those stupid Pollocks! (laughs) Now, don't you think that's a little racist? (laughs) Well, damn. I guess you're right. So everyone's a little bit racist, yes? Your, that's your opinion. OK, so would you just do me a favour? <laughs> I'm not going to say that. And I'm, just I'm, say... I'm not, not going to say that. And just <laughs> say, my name is Yasser and I'm a massive racist. <laughs> I'm not going to say that. Just say it. I'm not going to say that. Just say it and then we can, we'll let you make your point. 
All right, I tell you what, I tell you what. Tell you what. Can you, yes, yeah, so you've gone again, come back. Yeah. Can you say, I tell you, all right, I tell you what, you, you, well, you you, I tell you what, I tell you what, yes, sir, you won't have a problem with this. Can you say, my name is Yasser, and I am not a massive racist? You're going to, I know you're going to clip that and make it make some... No, we, we can't do that, we haven't got the technology. So just say, my name is Yasser, and I am not a massive racist. Yasser, come, you keep, your phone keeps going. Oh, it's a hit, oh, it's a hit, damage, uh, there, can you hear me now? Yeah, say it and say it nice and slowly. Why? Why say so I say slowly? Because you speak very fast sometimes, and I want you, I want you to express yourself. Okay, okay, I'll do that then, okay, if I, if I can say my... You can say your thing afterwards, just say, my name is Yasser, and I am not a massive racist. Okay. If this gets, if this gets clipped, I'm gonna, you're in trouble then. Okay, I'll say, my name is Yasser, and I am not a massive racist. Beautiful. Beautiful. That's fantastic. Yes. Uh, I just think I'm being stitched up. With oh, it. mate, we're not going to stitch. What do you mean, stitch you up? We can stitch you up. Yes. Yeah, so what you've got, the, the rest of this hour is yours. What would you like to, uh, what would you like to say? I'd like to say, when I called, uh, the thing is, when I called in the first week on your first show. Yeah. Um, when I was talking about um, the YouTube stuff I was doing, I thought you and, I don't know if this was just me being paranoid or something. Maybe it was. But I thought you and Catherine were sniggering at me. No, 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 no. I, I, I saw you. T- I saw you talking about that on on Twitter. No, 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 no. Well, maybe I, I mean, maybe I was just paranoid. I think. That. Well, you did, didn't. You say that the doctor said, and I say this with respect. Didn't you yeah. say that the doctor said you were paranoid? That, that's the thing. And yeah, uh, there's no sniggering going on, mate. No, no, no. I. Uh, that's what it uh, felt like. I just went. That's why it felt like I just. Um, it's yeah, fine. No, I'm glad you felt you could mention it. Yeah. No sniggering going on. Uh, certainly not you. If there was sniggering going on, it's because we, we, you know, it's a fun, relaxed kind of show, and you know, but there's certainly no, no sniggering. I, I didn't. No, because no, I don't really. The thing is, if that's you, uh, I'm not. Really, I don't know about people if they're being serious or not serious. I don't really no. understand that. You don't so pick up on the cues no, sometimes. I don't, I don't get that. I don't know if you're joking or being serious. I Can don't... I ask you a question, Yasser? And um, but you might be offended at it, but I don't mean to offend. It's a genuine question. Okay. Have you been diagnosed um, with any kind of form of autism or Asperger's or anything? No. Because I just think it's interesting that you say that you don't pick up on certain cues that some people might otherwise um, pick up on. No, I think, I, I think that's because of my awful social skills. Okay, well, but, okay, and, and that may just be down to the fact, you know, I've got awful, awful, awful social skills, it may be down to that, or, it, you know, but there you go. Um, yeah, sir? Yeah? Before you go... Right. Can you confirm to me, sorry, if... No, um, no, 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 no. No, 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 I need an out time as well, I, I need an out time. I don't know what you're saying. If you, if you were, if you were in a shop, right, if you were serving in a shop, and there was, say, a black man, a white man, and a Chinese woman... Who would you serve first? Uh, the Chinese woman. Okay. Who would you serve second? <sighs> You're making me uncomfortable here. You're making me uncomfortable seeing him. Yep. Who would you serve second? <laughs> You're making, why, why, what's going on? Why are you trying to make me uncomfortable here? Okay, I'll say, my name is Yasser and I am a massive racist. Uh-huh. Ian. Um, you, you forget to make, you, you know, you try to cut that out. I knew you were going to do that, but you forgot, you felt 
one important thing. Do you know what that is, Ian? What's that? Yes. Do you know what you do you know what you missed, Ian? <laughs> I don't yes. What did I miss? You missed that you know um Quick Your shows, they're all on YouTube so I can the whole length of the show is on YouTube and if, okay, I'll say my name is Jester and I am a massive racist. Talk radio. Ah, man alive. Oh wait. Four 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 nine nine one thousand. Bruce Penny, stay there. We'll come to you after the news. And um, once we've spoken to them, we'll Catherine come in the studio and we'll take calls straight to air and we'll um, just see what happens. But before the news, always remember this. Okay, I say my name is Jester and I am a massive racist. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. So uh, I, I always say no bed, and then I realise I haven't got my thing ready, so don't worry. Don't, don't panic. Oh, panic. Oh, panic. Oh, panic. Oh, who's beeping? Someone's beeping. Um, oh, panic. Oh, panic. Oh, panic. Um, hang on. There. Mama put the popcorn kernels in the pot. She turned up the heat, now the pot is getting hot. And when those popcorn kernels start to pop, 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 After hearing that, well, you can say pop. Chorn. There we go. I was going to say um, hip hip hip. Hip hip hip. That's, I love that clip of Prince Charles, who's obviously never been in, uh, in, in involved in a normal celebration. So this is how he starts doing the hip hip hooray. Hip hip hip. I mean, it's just nuts. Yeah. What you got for us, Bruce? What you got for us, Bruce? Deliver, deliver the goods. Show me the money. Oh, uh, the pressure's on. The pressure's on. I mean, uh, funny enough, I actually phoned up when you started playing the song from Avenue Q, um, because what I think is funny about that song, um, of course, the fact that we're all a little bit racist sometimes, yeah. is the fact that the the guy who wrote that also co-wrote the music for Frozen. Did he really? Oh, good for him. Well done. Oh yeah, he's done a writer for himself. That guy. Um, and so that, that's what got me to call in. But um, I suppose really it was about, you know, you talked a lot about mental, not talked a lot, but we mentioned about mental illness and stuff yeah. like that. And uh, I mean, the good thing is it's now after midnight. This isn't going to go on a podcast. It's quite good. But um, I kind of experienced this firsthand with my father-in-law. Yeah, go on, happened. And um, he, he got diagnosed at the age of 52 with uh, something called Pick's disease, which is a type of dementia. It's like an early stage of dementia. Yeah. But for the first year or so, everyone wanted to deny what it was. We couldn't get anyone to diagnose what it was. 
they kept coming up with excuses about why he was acting the way he was. And how was he acting? So, what was he doing that was, was unusual? Well, when it first started, and funny enough, it's, it's now, it, it started when I just got together with my now wife. And uh, she, she said to me, oh, my dad's got depression. Um, so if he's, if he's not very talkative, um, you know, don't worry about it. But, you know, he, he's just been diagnosed with it and they're trying to help him out. And, you know, I'm sure he'll be better over time. And like, at first, he just kind of seemed a bit um, inverted, I suppose. Yeah. Um, not very talkative. Um, but that, that's, that's really the extent of it. And I didn't obviously know any different. So I didn't really think too much of it. But then he would do things like he would get in the car. Yeah and try and drive the car and immediately reverse into the car behind him. Oh, blimey. And not at any real speed. And you'd just you'd go, like, what happened? What did you do that for? And he'd be like, um, I don't know. And, and that would be it. And, you know, then he started saying things out of turn. Then he would say things that were quite rude. Yeah. Um, uh, more, more sexual than swearing. But just things that were very inappropriate at very odd times. And he'd be saying stuff that just didn't make any sense, mm. like um, j- just expressing like these thoughts and feelings which had no bearing on his character. And it took about a year, and you know his family just kept saying to him, "He had a lot of brothers and sisters. You know, I'll just get over it. You've got a family to support. Pull, you, pull like, yourself like together, Bill. That's it. Yeah. Stuff like that. And you know, and, and the thing is, like, because no one is saying it could be something more, yeah. they just kept saying it's depression, it's depression. And at the same time, he's obviously signed off from work because they've, they've said to him, you can't come into work. Yeah. They've tried to get him to sign papers to terminate his contract oh, without actually paying him out. Clever. But yeah. they've tried to get him to do that. Not his, not his wife, not yeah. like the power of attorney, actually get him to do it. Yeah. Very, very sneaky. And it was only about a year or so after that that they said, actually, it's this. And trying to actually get financial help as well as, uh, you know, physical help was, was just impossible. Um, I mean, sadly, he had it for about five years and he died uh, because of it, because it was quite an aggressive uh, form of dementia. By, you know, that time frame, he'd gone from someone who I knew could speak and kind of drive a car to somebody that couldn't speak, couldn't walk, couldn't eat, couldn't do anything. And, you know, 57 is no age to kind of diet with something like that. And it's only after that has happened that, um, and it's because of the ice bucket change that went around the the other year, that we then found out that he actually didn't just suffer from that. He actually had motor neurons disease as well. But he only had partial bits of that. And because it was like a category of, of different things, none of it really got diagnosed properly until it was way too late. And, of course, there's not much they could have done, but... I think you're right that it's such a shame that they seem to be cutting back on this kind of support, um, and it doesn't seem to be any answers to it. One of the thing, another thing I didn't mention earlier on, in terms of it's not specific to what you're talking about, but in terms of cutting back, I remember we get so many calls about this on local radio, is um, if your um, kid had to um, be sectioned for whatever reason because they were self-harming or they were a suicide risk or, you know, they went, you know, completely crazy... More often than not, they couldn't go into a local hospital. They'd have to go, like, 300 miles away. I think there was a place down in Dorset, or no, a place down in Devon, and there was one up north, and they were kind of like the only two places left in the country that 
kids could go to. So you imagine your child is, is you know, is suicidal, is trying to kill themselves. What they need is family around them, but also a safe, protective environment. And they're getting shipped off 300, 350 miles away. Terrible for everyone involved. Or the police were locking them up, do you remember? Yeah, I, was, I, mentioned, yeah, I said that earlier on. And then you get people yeah. like this. We've had a fo- an email from the gentleman who claim, claims to be the person who sent me that text. Really? Why is he still listening to us? I told him to listen to LBC. Why did you phone me? <laughs> I, why did you is phone me? Did not get the message? You should, I, I don't you know exactly. con- I'm not convinced that this David Lamp is the same person. I think this no. is a made-up. This could be from um, Dodgepot. Why did you phone me? I hate you. And yes, I wish your mum dead. You take the piss out of mental ill people and put a stupid face on. See, that, that's clearly spoken by somebody that hasn't heard you before. <laughs> well, heard you. I've mean, heard what they want to hear. Radio sometimes, the problem yeah. with talk radio sometimes is that you could be mid-conversation and you can switch on yeah. and not hear the context. It's a, bit, it's a bit like we were saying the other week about when a joke is taken out of context at a gig. Yeah. And the papers roll up on it. You know, if you, that's the only way I think anyone could turn around and say that you, you do that. You've always shown compassion oh, when anyone's matter. talking about it. It doesn't matter. I'm not, well, that stuff like that doesn't, I mean, that doesn't bother that me. That person's not them because they got quite an explicit message from me as to what we were after. So. Yeah, exactly. I, think, I, th- I think that's um, a, a, another person that we've, we've, we've shared too much with on the show mm. and they've taken it in, They've taken that they want to have a gut at me. Uh, do you know what? I, I I was looking at death yesterday. So for 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 the next few days, I am untouchable, Bruce. I am I am in, for the next few days until it wears off. I am untouchable because I've I've Good seen I've in. seen death. I was looking at it and then it's gone. I scared it away. Bruce, nice to talk to you, mate. I, I really appreciate you sharing that uh, that that story. And it is it shows it can affect anyone at any age. The biggest killer of men in this country is uh, is suicide, right? And there was another stat in that um, um, uh, book by... Uh, why is my name... I can't remember her name. Gone Miranda. Back. Yeah, Miranda's right. There's another stat in there about, um, I think, the second... Oh, it's basically... men. The, the two highest groups at risk of suicide are young men, like 18 to 25, and men 39 to 45. Flipping heck. And do you know where I'm sitting? I'm 43 in a couple of a few weeks. I'm right in there. Hello, Penny. Hello, boss. How are you? I'm good, thank you very much. What you got for us? Well, I was going to talk about um, depression, midlife crises, and um, Cass reading erotic fiction. Oh. But whilst I've been on on hold to you, I'm currently a st- well stood at a hotel bedroom window, Whoa. looking out at yes. a um, well, late night bar, I guess, kicking out on people strange when they've been drinking. Go on, what's happening? What are they doing? Well, no, it's, just, it's about every fourth person has either fallen over or had a fight. And I'm just, I mean, I, I don't go out oh, very often. I find on a, on a people who are drunk so boring, Jesus, so dull. They're so I'm glad I'm not dull. there at street level, but from four floors up, it's quite amusing to watch. But I'm just shocked at how many of them start pulling punches as soon as they leave a bar. It's T- quite amazing. What, Men, women, everyone. I drive home through Camden every night. And tonight's oh, going to be interesting. <laughs> and I have to swerve people. And, you know, I've got to have my wits about me. And people just get... Blotto, and I've been that person, and you don't realise it at the time, do you? But flipping out, what a ridiculous pastime. Yeah, it's just, it is absolutely quite an eye-opener watching this, because I don't normally go out on a Friday, Saturday night anymore, but that's because I'm old and everything. But still, never mind. Should we go back to cast erotic fiction? Yeah, what is, what is this? <laughs> Last night, whilst doctors were performing miracles for you and everything, yeah. um, we were all sat at home listening to Kath read out some erotic fiction. It was quite something, really. <laughs> <laughs> but then the, 
the worst, best bit, worst bit, I don't know, is that I was, I've travelled up north today and I was catching up with last night's show on my, on my, um, iPod as I was um, coming through King's Cross and I'm stood at King's Cross and you've got all the big display boards telling you what platform everything's on and stuff and obviously they you have you standing there for ages while you're waiting to be told which platform you're going to and I just got to the bit of last night's show where Kathy's reading out erotic fiction about... Were you, doing, were you doing it in a French accent? No, I was doing it in my own voice well, Maybe I should not, have done it. Swedish so or Norwegian? <laughs> Norwegian! Norwegian lumberjacks or something Lars and his so powerful I'm... chopper <laughs> Well, I'm stood there looking at these display boards, trying not to laugh, which is quite difficult. And then as you get to these big train stations, you get the slightly drunk guy who's going up to everyone going, got any spare change? Got any spare change? So he comes up to me and says, have you got any spare change? At this point, I happen to laugh at just what I've heard Kath read out. And he goes, oh, what are you listening to? Give it a headphone, will you? Oh, gosh. <laughs> no, never share I'll your headphones. Never, point. never share headphones with anybody. <laughs> Never share. Headphones. at that point, no, but no, oh no, my no. goodness! Um, yeah, quite an experience this evening. Well, Penny, I'm glad. Listen, I'm glad you enjoyed it. We're getting loads of calls all of a sudden. I don't I know why think... she was laughing and not aroused. Uh, line two, hello. Who's this in in uh, at Malden, Essex? That's me. Yeah, uh, hi. Hey, man. Who's this? Uh, it's uh, Sam. I'm going to be quite quiet though. My my um and my grandmother's asleep. So. Oh well, blind. Well, say, I tell you what. Why don't you say hello to Dennis? Hi, Dennis. Good evening. Hello. And please don't commit suicide yet. Leave it till the end of the month. Um, well, no, I'm going to get uh, that, te- that, Dennis, I'm going to get that tenner. Yeah, we're on 20, never mind 10, you're up 10 from last when, year. How long, have we got until, how long have we got until your your birthday that you're not going to make? Nine, don't commit suicide. I'm not going to commit suicide, for crying out loud, you muppet. Dennis, you Dennis, I look forward to collecting that money, thank you very much. Yes, Sam, what you got? Um, oh, we're really late for a break, so go on. All right, well, um, I'm waiting at all, or... No, no, go on, what you got? All right, I want to talk about my mum, really. Uh, my mum passed away, obviously, in 2013. And, um, obviously it was, you know, heartbreaking. And my message to people is just, like, remember the good things, obviously. But, um... Yeah. It's just weird, because, like, hearing all this, it's like, it brought back memories and kind of seeing signs. But, I mean, my mum left, like, really quickly. She, um, she just went, you know, I, I won't go into it. But, yeah, it wasn't... It, I mean, obviously it wasn't planned, but, you know, it was... Uh, abrupt, I guess. Yeah, of course. And, um, like, obviously I was 17, and that's, re- well, I'm obviously no age, you know, is right, but, um, yeah, my message is just, just to sort of, you know, uh, rem- remember the good things. Yeah, it, well, it, yeah, it, it, and, it, you know, it, uh, and here's the, here's the thing about death is, right, that most of the cliches are true. Time yeah. is a great healer. It's a horrible thing to say. You know what, you should never say it to someone who's, who's lost someone. But do you know what? Actually, it is, you know, and it does get easier, and it does get better, and you think, I'm never going to get over this, and I'm n- I don't want to feel better, and I, if I feel better, then that's a betrayal of their memory and stuff. No, it's not. And, um, you know, the, the further away you get from the actual point of death, um, the, the, the better uh, uh, life becomes, you know, and I was... I looked death in the face yesterday, and I stared it down, and I destroyed it. Sam, listen, thank you very much. I, I appreciate you sharing that with us. 0844-499-1000. OK, call straight to it. 844-499-1000 is the phone number. Yes, line one, you're on the wireless. Hello, Ian. Were you serious about your mum being very ill? Yes, mate. Well, I am extremely sorry, and you get all my sympathy, mate. Thank you. Can I, yes, can I have your money? Sorry? Turn the radio off, you plum. 
Sorry, no, I'm I'm really seriously sorry. No, it's fine. You. It's fine. It's fine. It's all good. It's all good. She's she's going to be. She's got a way to go, but she's on the mend. Well, that's the main thing. But you have all my sympathy, man. I know. Pull your leg. Yeah, well, nevertheless, that's not. That's very serious. It's all. It's all messing around, Dennis. I know. I know you're a good man. No, it's not messing around. You're no, but I know. Okay. <laughs> you, you explain to him. <laughs> oh, I feel sorry for you. No, I know you do. Right? I know you do. I know you do. He gets it, Dennis. Well, I mean, I've, I've got mine, got this power of attorney, so I'm, I've told my children, I don't give a, I, throw, I can throw my burial money away. They've got to bury me. They've got to get rid of me. So they're going to do all that, so I couldn't care less now. Die any time, die cheap. Well, don't all die right. before your birthday. You've got to collect on that bet. I know, but that, that won't be a headstone. That'll be just an extra couple of matches to light the fire. <laughs> Dennis, okay. take care. All Ta-ta. Right. Ta-ta, ta-ta. I'm trying to, um, what's, um, I'm trying to find out. I, oh, dearie me. Com- computers. Computers are so, they're, they're supposed to make things easy. But, um, I'll be honest, I can't get my head around, uh, how they work at all. Aha! That looks like a lot of stuff. View raw sauce. Mm, you want raw sauce? Yes, please, Levi Roots. That's exactly what I want. I'm just comparing IP addresses. Oh, um, I still don't quite know what I'm looking for. Anyway. Um, it, I, it sounded good, though, for a moment. It did sound good. I'll tell you what I'm going to do, because I just want to buy myself two minutes. So what are we going to do? Oh, we'll play the answer phone messages. Aha! I meant to play these the other day. This is it. This is my favourite ever answer phone messages. Alan Cat.
know, back to propose, we keep the Littlest Hobo, we ban Caddick. Ian, I like you, I like this show, but let's face it, you are a bit of a dick. my favourite answer phone messages we've <laughs> ever had. And, um, yeah. If you want to call the show now, call straight to air 0844 499 1000 is the telephone number. Seven pence a minute plus access charges. Is the, uh, the thing. It's been a strange show tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, Good though. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, strange doesn't necessarily, strange doesn't necessarily mean bad. It's, it's kind of spilt over into, into Twitter as well. It's going on in, in Twitter and, and the disgusting Jake Yap has uh, sent me um, footage of him frothing at the mouth. Oh. Yeah, well, I, I did ask for it, so that's that, that's good. Um, and um, we've got nothing for the last 35 minutes. So if people want to call, they can. Otherwise, we'll just see it. I've not looked at the paper. i literally got no idea what's going on in the news. I had let's, a look at the papers, and I wasn't moved by anything. Let's go to the, let's go to the Daily Star. Danny Dyer. EastEnders star Danny Dyer. Oh, luckily, we're, well, I say we're saved. It's only... Uh, yes, line one. Oh, hi, Ian. It's Alan from Birmingham. Hello, Caddick. You're right, you, boss. Have you found me a wife yet? Not yet. There doesn't seem to be much interest. I don't want to be single for the summer again. OK, well, it, um, it doesn't really um, look like there's there's much interest. I'd be happy to go gay, then. OK. That's well. That certainly that opens that, up some different. That um, opens up several possibilities. Um, se- several avenues. Q. Which which kind of um, gentleman would you be interested in? Hello. Somebody who looks a lot like Miles Jupp but talks like you. Miles Jupp. Okay, he's very popular on Radio Four, and also plays um, Archie in Balamori. Oh. Um, okay, well, we'll see what, what we can... What's the story? Exactly. Well, you'd love to know what the story was, wasn't you? Can I have Duncan Bannatyne? <laughs> no, you can, you can have him now. My um, gay choice is um, Mark Ruffalo. I've got a mouthful of sausage. Is what I'm hoping um, we'll be uh, saying one evening. <laughs> you can't have him. He, he's oh, my straight choice. Day. I've got a mouthful of sausage. Oh, happy day. And then at the end of it, it'll be... I like the mushy peas. So, oh. 
Well, I hope that clears things up for you, Caddick. Thank you. Ta-ta. Au revoir. Au revoir, madame. Au revoir, monsieur. Uh, line two, you're on the wireless. All of which makes me anxious. At times, unbearably so. Wowzers. Thank you very much indeed. That will mean uh, something to some of you and nothing to the rest of you. And that, aha, is how I like it. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. If you want to uh, give us a call, then you can do. And if you don't want to give us a call, well, then um, up yours is the uh, is the way it goes. I've, I've got the. I now have before it's even been released. I now have the uh, the new monkeys album and um i'm you know I, I i guess i guess i'm not allowed to play it but i'm very very tempted to play it very tempted to play it but um not allowed to that would be uh, i know it's not me getting, then going to a gag of me then going <laughs> um it, it, you, you know i would never get sent another press thing again if um but i've got it i've got it i'm touching it and the song, so there's a song on there written by two people I, I, I don't really like, um, Noel Gallagher and um, uh, Paul Weller. They've written a song together for the Monkeys. You've heard it, yeah. And um, I don't really like those two gentlemen's music, I do. but it, flipping it, it's 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 Nesmith doing Liam Gallagher talking about being in the sunshine, baby. He's doing all that. Should be the sunshine. Sunshine. Uh, it, it, it's brilliant. It's it's a three and a half minute psychedelic masterpiece, and it's just it's just a joy. The whole album, the majority of the album, is a is a is a treat. There's an old. Weirdly, they, they, they've put a Davy Jones song on there, and it's quite moving when he comes in, right? It's an old song that they that went unreleased for years, and they released it. Um, and I thought they were going to tart it up a lot more than they had. They've just put a few backing vocals in and stuff, and it, it, it was a little bit of a disappointment. Um, but, but yes, the Gallagher-Paul Weller um, uh, uh, co-write, Birth of an Accidental Hipster, all about... It, it, I, I make up, it's all about a man in his later years taking LSD... Um, what, what's the line? Um, uh, now the um, uh, now the blinkers have gone from my eyes. Uh, everyone wonders what's wrong with me, but they can't see what I can see. I'm feeling old. It's just, I mean, man alive. I'm, I'm misquoting it slightly, guys. So before you go and make your own bootleg versions of that and uh, take it around town, it's 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 not quite as uh, it's it's a little bit better than that. But um, um. Uh, Coldplay frontman Chris Martin tips in concert tickets what for his shows kind of lousy oh wait 444991000 what kind of lousy tip is that the singer treated Mikey Goldsworthy of band years and years when he worked as a waiter at London Eatery the River Cafe Mikey said did I want to go well, I went reluctantly all the way to Wembley. That doesn't make any that story. Does, I'm going to read the stories it's written Did again. Did I want to go? Coldplay frontman Chris Martin tips in concert tickets. Mm-hmm. The singer treated Mikey Goldsworthy of band years and years when he worked as a waiter at London Eatery, the River Cafe. Mikey said, "Did I want to go?" Well, I went reluctantly all the way to Wembley. So yes, you did. I don't understand that story, but it's filled a space both in the newspaper... That You know what's happened there? They've interviewed him about years and years, and they were bored by the interview, and that was the only bit they liked. Is there a band called Years and Years, then? Yeah. Are they famous? They're, um, yeah, with the youngsters, yes. Oh, dearie me. Um, uh, girls on gay sex, a quarter of straight women admit having lesbian sex. There's more um, men gaying up. More, really? s- more straight men gaying up. 
um, in uh, in uh, later years. Um, is it that they are quote unquote gaying up, or is it they're finally admitting that that's their inclination? No, no, no. They're they're, they're gaying up. They're gaying up. They're, they're having a go. Um. because uh, it's always been like the girls have been viewed as the more the, fluid, the, fluid in in their sexuality. But I I think that male sexuality is I, I think can be on a on a on a, 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 a spectrum mm-hmm. and can can uh, fluctuate. Well. What I think is that now we're more more open about discussing such things and everyone's admitting that maybe, you know, we're all a little bit whoopsie. I can't believe you said a little bit whoopsie. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, you know, this show is breaking down boundaries and mental health issues and gender a, issues and you called it a little a bit, bit whoopsie, yeah. Whoopsie. Why not? A bit of fun. Isn't this funny? Look, you can... You can this... this uh, uh, that doesn't really tell you anything. Um, okay, oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. If you want to um, give us a call, we're just gonna um, uh, don't let cop booze row ruin Ben Hunt. <laughs> this is the Ben Needham story. And, oh God! Yeah, and the reason I'm laughing is Ben Needham. This is a kid who went missing what twenty five years ago. Mm-hmm. 20, uh, something like that and they're out in Greece the couple's out in Greece because they've got a lead Nikos he's, he's with a man called Nikos well that na- narrows it down to every other man in Greece so that's good Ben Needham's mum yesterday defended police looking for her son despite their reported eight hour booze bender in Greece Kerry Needham called for D- Detective Superintendent Matt Fennick to be sent back to the island of Kos to lead the search for missing Ben Superintendent Fennick was recalled to South Yorkshire Police, South Yorkshire Police, amid claims his team knocked back lager and red wine in bars and a pizzeria from 5pm until 1.24am. Um, a media conference scheduled for nine the next day started 20 minutes late and lasted just 90 seconds. They still oh, did it. Yeah. They still went ahead and did it. you got to hand it to those hard-working guys. Oh, here we go. Here is good news. Coldplay have now confirmed they won't record any more albums. Current opus, A Head Full of Dreams, is their final fling. Not selling too well then, guys? Is that what it is? That's what you do. When um, when the, the, the tickets aren't selling well or, or albums aren't selling well, you do a farewell tour. Right. The old farewell tour, f- allowing you four years later to do the comeback tour. It's the whisper trick, isn't it? Yep. It's the, oh, we're going to stop making whispers because no one likes them. Suddenly everyone wants a whisper. Yeah. Uh, Chris Martin, 39, said, I'd be very surprised. I'd be very surprised if there was another conventional Coldplay album. Oh. I just feel as though we're right where we're supposed to be right now. With you, Hippie. The band admit they are closing a chapter of something, but that doesn't spell the end yet. No, he'll go solo, won't he? I mean. He added, I don't think we'd split up as a band, but part of me thinks we've done seven albums and they form like a circle. <laughs> oh. Wit. I think that's why we're enjoying touring, playing to the people who want to see it. The end. Well, that's a, that story is we've got an album out, and from them saying we've got an album out that make a circle, um, it's gone to them never. Um... Did you say they will or they may never record again? Oh, Kareem Bailey Ray's getting is married again. Good, I'm glad. Good yes, good, I'm glad. Um. um mm-hmm. The who? The whom? Uh, 
to, where are they playing? I like to see the Who. Oh, not in London. And I'm not going to go and see it then. I'm not that bothered. I'm not that bothered. I've introduced the Who live on stage. I, I, I think actually seeing them in concert is um, is an unnecessary thing. Um, there's really is nothing in the papers, no. and we've, we've we've got 24 minutes to fill. This could be Alquado. This could be Alquado. Oh dear, a man has been jailed for three years for robbing a smoker. Here, have a look in the papers. You do a bit of work. I will. A man has been jailed for three years for robbing a smoker of a cigarette. Ast- Astero Alley, good name. It won't just be that, will it? 38. No, no, he stole a, he stole a fag off a bloke. He also threatened to stab him. Boom. Um, so uh, the court heard that Ali, who came to Britain in 2011, bloody foreigners coming over here, stealing our cigarettes. What the hell is, what the hell is that? What an outrageous attitude to have. Go and steal your own cigarettes in your own foreign country. Steal your own foreign cigarettes that stink. Aren't proper cigarettes funny and old-fashioned these days? Why do foreign cigarettes stink so much? The, 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 the foreign-owned brands, not the, like the, the, the good ones, the Camels, the Marlboro Lights, the Silk Cuts, but um, the Galois. They, I mean, they. it's an amazing smell. It's a nice... It's, I, I find it an attractive smell. Uh, I certainly wouldn't want to, to smoke one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, at all, but I, my, I remember my dad when he was a smoker. We were very young, and someone went to France and got paid for some dodgy job in Galois, and they paid my dad. Oh no, they brought some back, and they paid my dad for a job. So he was smoking these cigarettes, and he hated them. He absolutely hated them, right? I mean, and uh, but he would. Why are you smoking them then, Dad? Well, because they're free. Fags is fags. Fags is fags, and they were they were free. So he'd smoke them, but what? I mean, what are they made of? Actual horse manure, because that's the smell that emanates from them. The thing is, they the, the French and and French francophiles have done their very best to. Make... Oh God, it's disgusting! I know these these dirty people that used to seduce French people back in the seventies, the francophiles. They've done their best to make it seem like the uh, the choice for you know the young existentialist and the uh, hip man straight woman about town, but yeah, they are stinky, horrible things, aren't they? Kim Jong-un right. says he has invented a sex pill that gives men a, get this, a 24-hour erection. What? Can you just read that again? Or as I'm calling it, an all-day donger. <laughs> Journalists visiting North Korea were given packs of the tubby tyrants, that's rude, herbal Viagra as souvenirs, <laughs> souvenirs from their trip. Wow. The 33-year-old now hopes to export the love potion to the West. It promises duration of erection, 16 to 24 years. <laughs> 24 hours, years, blimey. <laughs> Is Isn't it... that going to be a bit, um, you know, what if you have to go to work and that? Well, that'd be hard, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yes, line one. Hi there, this is Ryan. So it is, I'm from North Korea. Just listened to your show. It's... Uh... Great to hear you over here. Well, thank you, Ryan. I'm glad you're... Are you allowed to listen to us in North Korea? Well, I'm one of the privileged few. Um, I was part of the experiment on the new uh, Viagra pill we're testing over here. Oh, yeah. How's um, it going? Well, it's it's pretty hard, as you know. Um, but, you know, uh, us, us North Koreans are quite hardy, as is. Yeah. Can you get it over the counter, Ryan? 
Well, it's it's well, it depends on the country, you know. I mean, it, it, it's it's special, you know. It's yeah. it's for uh, it's handed out by the great leader himself. Um, it's hard to come by. Mm. If you get me? Yeah, yeah. Um, and um, well, w- w- when was the last time you took one? Well, I took one twenty four hours ago, and it's just about wearing off. So it is. Um, but the, the great leader seems quite pleased by it, yeah. so you know yeah, it's a success story. It's a success story, and we we um, uh, salute, just as you probably are still now. We salute um, um, innovation and entrepreneurial leadership. So thank you for that, That's Ryan. It. No, it's no, it's no problem. I mean, in terms of uh, supplies offered as such, you know, I mean, yep. it's it's about getting. Uh, you know, uh, trade restrictions reduced by America, yeah. like yourselves in the UK and Europe and stuff. Um, you know, maybe if you've come out of Europe, um, you'll be able to trade with us Let's see how that, that election goes. Or should that be that erection? Thanks. Yes, Line One, you're on the wireless. Uh, hello? Hello. Hello. Hello, you're on the air. Hi, yeah, we're about to play for you. You ready? Yes. Okay, here we go. This is Valerie and Tamara playing Daydream Believer. There we go, there we go. Yeah, ready? Okay. Oh, careful. Don't my music up. Oh, good. Okay, go. Oh, I could hide and the wings of the blue Excellent stuff. Line two, you're on the wireless. Hey, uh... Yay. What's up? Yay. Um, hey. You know the other night you were doing, um... You were doing bands that were, were really good for a couple of minutes and then they yes, vanished they out of nowhere. so brightly and then they disappeared into the darkness. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you've ever heard of a Canadian band called Moxie Fruvis. The name actually rings a very distant bell. 
So, I, uh, the, yeah, they, they kind of, they, they were around at the beginning of the 90s, kind of when Bare Ladies were just getting going. Yeah. So they're kind of of a similar vein. Um, they only did a couple of albums. And uh, uh, the, the the best song I think is called "The King of Spain," and it's a, it's an absolute treat, and I highly recommend it. Well, let's hang on a second. Let's um, let's find "The King of Spain," um, Moxie Fruvis. Okay, well let's let's find out just how darn good these uh, these crazy guys are. Hang on, here we go. Yeah, let's hope I'm not wrong. Let's hope, let's hope you're not wrong, otherwise you're banned for life. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> Once I was the king of Spain. Now I eat humble pie. Oh, my unspeakable wife, Queen Lisa. Now I eat humble pie. I'm telling you, I was the king of Spain. Now I eat humble pie. And now I work at the pizza pizza. One, two, three, four. You're banned. That was awful. You. It's not that. Royalty. Lord, it looked good on me. Buried in silk in the royal I tell you what, it's not that bad, but you're banned for the rest of the week. How about that? Okay, that's fair. That sounds fair enough. Thank you very much, indeed. I appreciate that. You're very kind. Bobby McFerrin overtones that. And, and that is um, um, how long I give music these days. Like that. Boom. No, You've got not bands, for me. Though, haven't you? You've got enough bands. Not for me. No, I'm not having that. Have you seen this thing about Robson Jerome? He's, the fight back is beginning in the PR state. Oh, you remember yeah. Now, which week, one is he? Is he the blonde one? He's the one that ran off with the vicar's wife. Oh, okay, right. He's no, not, he's not Badger. Okay, the little yeah. fisherman. Yeah. Actor Robson Green turned real-life hero when he helped rescue an elderly man who'd fallen off a cliff. The 51-year-old former soldier, no, former soldier-soldier star, who was filming in the area, calmly told onlookers, get this, I'll take this one, Oh. before clambering down the cliff to aid the stricken pensioner. Locals said Robson, who recently appeared in the detective drama Grantchester, was the first on the scene of the drama in the picturesque fishing village of Cloverley, North Devon. Local plasterer Adam Beanie was out walking on Wednesday afternoon when he heard a man shout for help. The 34-year-old said, I climbed down the bank and saw an elderly man in some nettles. I was halfway John down... John Nettles? <laughs> I saw an elderly man in John Nettles. So an elderly man inside John Nettles. It was, he slipped down a cravat, John Nettles' crevasse. Was it Charlie? And couldn't pull himself out. This guy, though, what he's done is he's stolen this guy's thunder because the 34-year-old plasterer, Adam Beanie, was actually the first one on the scene, right? Yeah. I was halfway down the cliff, says Adam, Adam Beanie, when I got a tap on the shoulder. Oh, yeah. Robson Green was stood behind me oh. and he said, I'll take this one. We scrambled, it's what he said about the vicar's wife. We scrambled down to the man and Robson climbed through the nettles, <laughs> hotly pursued by me. I was like his sidekick. When you say hot, um, through the nettles, he had trousers on, yeah? yeah so that means nothing. He wasn't just taking the stings. He, he, wasn't, he wasn't barefoot wearing shorts. He had, he had trousers on. <laughs> He's not like super dock leaf, man. Yeah. When we reached the man, he was scratched and confused, but nothing was broken. We sat talking to him for a couple of hours until the Coast Guard arrived and tried to relax him a bit. We cut him out of the nettles with a set of secateurs my work colleague brought down. So there's three of them now, and this old fella. I think what happened was the man took what he thought was a path and couldn't turn back, and that's how he ended up in the nettles. He added, Robson just took control, and he was on it like an action man. He was an absolute hero. A spokesman for the star said Robson had heard the gentleman shouting for help. He tried to get down to him and called the Coast Guard, who sent a rescue crew to bring the man to safety. No mention of the plasterer. All recognition to go to them. Robson said he only did what anyone else would have done in the circumstances. He hopes the gentleman's okay and gives all this praise to the rescue team. What about to his uh, sidekick, Adam Beanie, and his mate with the secateurs? No mention of them.
I'll take this one. Oh dear, I'll take this one. Sorry. I'll take this one. Right, I'm just, I'm, I'm replying. Do I reply? I'm replying to this. Don't reply yet. Just have a think about it. Leave it for a bit. But to send me filth like that. Let's just pause. Okay. Okay. Right. Yeah, well, the police can deal with it. Absolute arseholes. <laughs> the lot of them. Um, the, the police will be dealing with it. People are people. 0844 499 1000 is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, you're more than welcome to. Andy Goldstein's out there watching the show. Oh, is he? No, he's out he's there. Not. Come in the, either come in here or go in your own studio. Those are the choices. Come in here. He's going. Okay, then go. Come in here or go. He's going. Good. <laughs> I mean, you know, don't we? We'll start selling tickets. Um, there really is. I don't. It's, it's interesting, isn't it? There really is nothing. In the papers at the moment, and we're not in—we're not even in silly season yet, no, are we? Not yet. Could new ad rules kill off Tony the Tiger? Well, this is a made-up story. Could, could. Well, anything could. Tony the Tiger and other cartoon mascots could disappear from promotions under new junk food advertising rules. Firms may they won't. be banned from putting posters for sugary food and drinks near schools, using celebrities in junk food adverts such as Gary Lineker of Crisps. Crisps aren't junk food. Crisps is crisps is snack. It's not junk. Mm. It's not junk, is it? Crisps is snack. I would def I put it in the snack pack. I wouldn't consider crisps as junk food. Junk food. No. You think of things Chips, that have, yeah. burgers. What about the gourmet burgers? The bespoke burgers. Well, they're still uh... what? Idiot. Started putting um, burgers in brioche. I mean, yes. Oh, oh but it's delicious. It's delicious, but I like it in a in a slightly dry mm. um, sesame seeded bap. No, I do like a brioche meat. But but I just think it's posh. too much. It's too no. It's not posh. It's not posh. It's faux posh. It's just it's still it's basically it's a wimpy in a cake. Mm. That's what you're eating is wimpy in a cake, and it sounds like a nice thing, but it's just. What is it? Do you know what? This, uh, put a burger in a cake. Oh, f get real. Get real. Could eat one now. Um, under the proposals, food firms may no longer be allowed to use cartoon characters, including the Honey Monster and Tony the Tiger, who has appeared with his They're Great. And they've actually written that catchphrase on Kellogg's since 1951. Oh, okay. um, so basically, there's a story about something that m probably won't happen. No, but it filled some inches, didn't it? Yeah, well, didn't it, eh? Back to uh, Kim Jong-un. Yes, line one. Hello, Ian. Hello. What's up? Oh! <laughs> uh, this is, the, for those who don't know, this is the new mature uh, uh, Verinda, a uh, young lady who used to call me many years ago. And she's, you've, you've, you, the first time you called me in about five or six years was last week. Do you want to show us, show off your skills? Why don't you say hello to line two? Hello, line two. Hello. What's up? Is that Vinny? Yes. <clears throat> How are you? I'm all right. Well, this, quite, this is going to be quite boring. Yeah. 
Yeah. What are you up to? Um, I'm listening to radio. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Anyway, I was phoning in to talk about um, my favourite actor, who I think is criminally underrated, Mark Heap. Have you heard of him? No. Okay. Is that it then? Yeah. All right then. Line three. I don't. There's probably no one else phoning in. Okay. That is that popular? Is it? Pardon. I said the show must be quite popular. There is. Yeah. So how comes no no one's phoning in? Yes. <clears throat> Anything else? No. Alright. So you might as well put the phone down then. Hello? For a reason, I was going to ask you a question, <laughs> but you're not responding to me. So, all right then. See you later. Bye. Radio. Digital debate for the UK. Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. 